This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. Well, it's a new year in just a couple weeks, and JList.com has new products available. They have their January snack boxes. You can get a taste of Japanese culture with JList snack boxes, traditional treats, trendy snacks, convenience store exclusives, and so much more available to you at JList.com forward slash box. They have things such as their Meiji horned chocolate tiramisu flavor, Lucky Mayonnaise Curry Rice Crackers. Sound good, Cosmo? That's what I call it. Morinaga Choco Ball with Kinakomochi flavor. Kalbi Jagabi Honey Butter flavor. And Bukaoke Rice Cracker Lobster flavor. There are a ridiculous number of crazy things from Japan right in here. You can eat your Japanese snacks while you watch your Japanese anime. It's a match made in heaven. Kind of like this podcast. And now, let's get it started. Aguri likes... Uehara, but she thinks that Uehara is is with Tendo. Um, Amano likes Hoshino, but Hoshino thinks that Amano likes Tendo and Aguri. Oh my God. Oh no. Tendo likes Amano, but Tendo thinks that Amano is with Hoshino, even though he wants to be, but isn't. Are you getting where, you getting where this is okay. going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it, that's how the show kind of unfolds. Welcome, everybody, to the 401st episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. My name is, name is Kazuo, and I am joined here by my good buddy. What is up, people? It's Mitsugi. It's so sad. There's no more 400. Now it's just another episode. Yep. 401. 401. Only 19 away. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Something might have to happen for that episode. That'll be interesting. We'll see. Uh, of course, you can always find us on our website, aaapodcast.com. Go to aapodcast.com slash join to create your own account to sign up for all of our additional episodes. You're going to join. You want your hentai. That's right. You hentai want your, episodes. You want to hear Cosmo talk about Star Wars. That's right. We just did a hobby addicts about Star Wars. We do after parties, all that fun That's stuff. That's some intense nerdery right there. So if you need more addicts loving for your ear holes. If you want Cosmo to love on you more than he yeah. already does. Yeah, that's right. You can, you, can com- you can comb his pompadour. Well, it's not much of a pompadour, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a baby pomp. All right. Well, you can also find us on our Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash groups slash AAA podcast. You can go there to hang out with all the other listeners and us as well. Um, and from there, you can get access to our Discord server where we hang out and play games together and watch anime and just have a good old time. And talk about Bitcoin. That's true. Mitsugi talks about Bitcoin a lot. Which is a 20,000 now. So... You know, but we created a page specifically for him, so he won't That's bother right. you. So I don't bother anybody. And I've, yeah. been, I've been good. I've stuck to my. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've stuck to my small corner of the Discord where I may talk about the bitcoins and yeah. things. And you've got some people in there that talk about it with you. I feel they enjoy it. I feel. Of course, this episode is not about Bitcoin. It is about anime. In fact, we're going to be going over. We're going to start going over our top fifty anime series of all time. Oh my god. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's so good. Um, so we're gonna start our our list. We, we what do you think? What do you think? Do you do you think she got close? Oh my god! Oh my god! That's what so, do you think? Did she did I she mean, do it? Did you pull it off? It's 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 different, you know. Yeah, but you know, in a good way. I I think she, her she must have had a very pained face when she she's like I can just picture her like straining trying to. Oh my! Oh god. my god! That's hilarious. Um. <laughs> So yeah, Mitsugi, myself, and um, Kimiko all put together our top 50 anime of all time. Then we kind of compiled them in some kind of an algorithm. and uh, Some kind of an algorithm? Some kind of, we used math and spreadsheets. Oh, God. And uh, we came up with the, the, the overall top 50 anime of all time, as per the three of us. Um, so it's going to be a very interesting list. Uh, we're also going to be doing a review on gamers, and by we, I mean Mitsugi, because I haven't watched it. So, yeah, well, full disclosure. Yeah, well, I was, uh, yeah, I did watch it every minute. I've been wa- working all day, every day, and will be working all day, every day for the next month or so. So Tell them to let you go home. Yes, but that's not what we're here for. We're here for some news, Mitsugi. What do we got? All right, well, why don't we just jump right into it? What do you think? Yes, let's do it. It's time for big news of the week. All right. So there was an interview with somebody, some someone from the president of Key Visual Arts, who was discussing the cost that it, it that it requires them to turn a visual novel into a anime, whether it be a movie or a series or whatever. Okay. And I, honestly, he he sounds like he's complaining quite a bit in this interview about the cost. And I'm looking at I'm looking at it and I'm like, dude, this don't cost shit. Hmm. So the a Japanese mag, a, a very popular co- pop culture website, Kai Yol, had an interview with Takahito Baba, who is the, who besides having an awesome name that um, reminds me of uh, Takadano Baba or one of those ridiculous districts of Tokyo, he did an interview talking about the cost that it that it takes to make these visual novels into anime. Because um, Key Key has a few of these anime they they did air. Did Clonade. Okay. They did Angel Beats. All right, those are all popular. They're good. They yeah. did. They did Canon, etc. But um, so their their stuff is good, but they tend to make like heart wrenching content. Like most mm-hmm. of their anime are very sad. Right. Like especially Clonade is like brutal. Um. So he's uh, he said that the reason that Key decided to use crowdfunding recently to fund an anime project is that there has been a sharp rise in production costs of anime. Okay. And he says the production costs for visual novels like the ones that he does can cost from tens of millions of yen to 100 million yen to almost, but, but almost 400 million yen are needed for a one core anime. And he says that's very risky. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, dude, four, 400 million yen is like, it's like 300 and it's like $3.5 million. Yeah. It's like jack shit. Yeah. All right. For an entire season of a show. I mean, do you realize how much it costs to make a video game? Well, yeah. Like the Witcher had, the Witcher's budget was like oh, well over a hundred million dollars for right. one game. I mean, three point five million bucks—that doesn't buy a whole lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was kind of shocked by that. Like, well, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it depends on like what kind of money they're making back. So it's like three point five million dollars may not be a lot to something like The Witcher, which is going to make an obscene amount of money. Yeah, my drink is way over there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's what my um, But to a show that's not going to make any money at all until DVD sales come out, and then who knows how much they're making in DVD sales. Well, now Netflix. 3.5 could be a lot. Well, now Netflix is going to save anime, so. Yeah, so it's all good. So don't worry about it. 
it's just, I don't know, it's just shocking to me because you can't do much with three and a half million dollars. Like my my corporation I work for makes three and a half million dollars in about five minutes. I mean, I'm not even I'm not even joking. I could do a lot with three and a half million dollars. That's not even that's not hyperbole. I mean, three and a half million dollars is a, is a mouse fart for yeah. half of the companies in the United States. And but I'm thinking like it's different industries, different expectations of like how much money they're making. So I I guess I just I, I, anyway continuing on with the article, he says that it's difficult to obtain that kind of money, and it's and they consider it a gamble. But um, so they've turned to crowdfunding to fund some of these initiatives. They had a campaign recently that had an initial goal that they met in three days and had a, and their stretch goal was met in six days. There was a they had a campaign that was initially seeking to raise 30 million yen or, or a whopping two hundred sixty seven thousand dollars to fund a 20 minute OVA. And the campaign originally eventually reached its 60 million dollar 60 million yen goal to that would have a theatrical anime feature made. Hmm. But I'm just like, I don't know. I was just shocked because Key Visual Arts isn't even like a, a no-name studio. Right. It may not be QAnny or whatever, but it's it's not like a studio no one's ever heard of. And so my thought was, wow, like you can't even under you can't even handle a three million dollar investment without without reaching into the pockets of consumers to get to get your funding for it. Which I'm, seems just like a it seems like bad like a bad business model. I'm curious to know. So it really all depends on how much money they're making on DVD sales because as we've discussed before, they don't make any money from having the show air live. They don't, they don't, you know, they don't break even until they go into DVD sales. So I'm, I'm curious to know how much they're selling on like an average show. And just, and just so you know, just, just so you know, the, um, the project they're talking about is could wafter anime film project. The hell is that? I don't know, but like, look, I mean, the, these animes, they don't even, they don't do badly. Like the, if you go to Japan, you'll see figures from Angel Beats and stuff in claw machines. You, you'll see their, yeah. you'll see their stuff in merchandise stores. I mean, they're very merchandisable. They all have ridiculously cute girl characters, first of all. Mm-hmm. I mean, Angel Beats was a big hit. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I just, I don't know. I can't, I, I can't figure out why they're fussing over three million bucks. I just can't do it. I don't know. I don't understand. Hmm. Doesn't that seem like nothing to you? I mean, it, it's it's all relative. I get. I mean, maybe I'm speaking you know, from a place of complete ignorance. Yeah, three and a half million dollars may not be much to a company that makes billions, but to a company, if they're not, if they're barely breaking even, then yeah, it's a lot of money. I just thought it was a lot more. I mean, you, you hear about Ghibli spending a hundred to one hundred and fifty yeah. million dollars if to anything, make one movie, and they can't even get three million put together. If anything, it's remarkable that they can make an entire series from just three and a half million dollars. Like that's it. That's all it costs you. You'd imagine it costs a lot more than that. So I don't know, man. That's kind of remarkable. I was just kind of shocked by that. Uh, I don't. I thought it was a lot more than to make. I I believe, and I still believe that it costs a lot more than three million bucks to make an anime series. But I mean, it's also the concern that they're concerned about making their money back on a piddly three million bucks. Right. Why even bother? I don't know. I don't That's know. that was my thought. So. Just a little insight into like what it costs to make a an anime series, and if you see an anime studio trying to get crowdfunding to have an anime fr- series made, it's probably because they don't feel like they can foot all the risk on their own. They had to pass some of the risk on to you on to consumers. Yeah, it's concerning because a lot of companies are doing this nowadays. A lot of big companies that can afford the risk are just going to crowdfunding because they just don't want to have to. I don't agree with it. Yeah, neither do I. I, I think that you're a business. Fi- hire some financial analysts, 
assess your risk, make a model, figure out what the likelihood is of failure and success like the like we used to. Yeah. You know, there used to be modeling where you'd say, oh, you have a 20% chance of making $10 million, a 20% chance of making $1 million, and a 60% chance of making somewhere between and somewhere in the middle. And then you do mm-hmm. math and you'd be like, oh, well, the, 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 the likelihood is you'll make this much. Right. And then you go, okay, well, then we can put that much into the project. Yeah. So, but like, they don't even want to like do that. They, they don't want to, they, they want to assume any risk at they all. They want to make you cause to reach into your pocket and, and soften the blow for them mm-hmm. or, or, or you, or they're using it as market research to figure out what the, what the, uh, what the, which is even what the ridiculous. appetite is for their product. We'll do some, go out on the street with some, with some marketers yeah. and some statisticians and figure out if people want it or not. The companies Stupid. that do that are to me are, it's even more objectable because it's like, you don't even need the money. You're literally just taking money from people just because you want to know if anybody's interested in it or you're doing it as a marketing ploy to gather attention. It's like, that's dumb. It's risk mitigation is yeah. what it is. And I think that like, honestly, it may be that they just don't want to hire a bunch of statisticians and pay a hundred grand for a study or something on the market. They'd rather just, yeah. it wouldn't be a hundred grand by the way, but. Um, Kariyuki Cat in the chat says it best. Uh, the public as a whole are suckers. So well, if they can get away with it, if they can get people to pay for things that don't even exist yet, um, then, you know, if people do it, then that's on them. I don't like crowdfunding. Let's move on. All right. Where is the neck? There it is. Prepare for trouble. Make it double. Shut up. You haven't had one useful thing to say since you got here. Well, I swap the location of this drop on the board with another drop. There we go. So the drop, the double trouble here. So, Coswell, you, you'll recall that there was an article about a girl who was, like, getting blasted at her school because she had naturally brown hair. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they wanted her to dye her hair black, like, every month so that yeah. her hair wouldn't... Yeah. So, there is some. there has been some fallout from that. Yeah. So, here's your follow-up. So, for those that don't remember, we should explain it a little bit better than that. A Japanese girl at a Japanese school... She's Japanese, right? Yeah. Okay. Has brown hair instead of black hair. Naturally. Just for some reason, some genetic anomaly, she has brown hair instead of mm-hmm. black uh, yeah. black hair like every other Japanese person. Her school is demanding that she dye her hair black because it stands out from other people and all or, that stuff. Or they'll throw her out. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though, is the rule at the school was that you can't dye your hair, right? But the reason why that was a rule was because they didn't want anybody with different color hair. So they're right. making her dye her hair. So they're going against the rule because she naturally has a different color hair. And the principle from the school, the quote was, even if we had a foreigner who had a, who had completely blonde hair, we would still make her dye her hair black. Yeah. Which I recall you guys thought was ridiculous. And it's I, completely and I ridiculous. think it's ridiculous too. Yeah. So a pair of nonprofit organizations announced recently on Thursday that they have launched a project that will try to combat unreasonable school rules, such as banning certain hairstyles and or setting the, the or setting a fixed length for school uniform skirts. Uh, this coming from the Japan Times. Uh, it's it, the project is aimed at raising awareness of what they call black kosoku or black school rules, initiated after the last lawsuit, whatever it was filed with that girl who we just talked about. So they had twenty. They have they have project organizers that are going to conduct surveys that are going to target people from various ages middle-aged people asking what their experiences and thoughts were about school rules while also getting opinions from students. So they're just like doing some information gathering. Right. And there have been several, several unusual accounts of school rules that have, that have also popped up on Twitter as a result of this, including requirements for male students to shave their heads. 
What? Just so crazy. Um, female students, which works well for me, by the way. Yeah. Female students to have their hair cut short above their shoulders, banning students from wearing skirts shorter than their knees or waving at their face. This, uh, this is the craziest. Ready? They Or waving at their faces or bodies when they feel hot. What, like fanning yourself with your hand? I guess. Who the hell cares? The f- What? Who cares? The only one of them. Why are these rules? I mean, some of them make sense. Like... Can't skirts skirts have to be a certain length? Like I get that, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. Um, but some of this is just completely ridiculous. So I went to a an ex military private school okay. for high school. It, it was a, it's about as uh, at least in where I grew up, about as tough as a dress code as you're gonna find. Hmm. Okay, girls were not supposed to wear their wear skirts above their knee, which they did anyway. Right. In fact, they would even roll them up. Yep, like they roll up the they roll them up at the waistband. waist. Yep. Yeah. To make so because I don't. know. Is, is it because they want to look slutty? Um, yeah, You're in high ba- school. Basically. I mean, but they they probably wouldn't say that. They would say that it's because... Oh, sorry. Is that is that like one in our in our new world of political correctness? I can't say that? Uh, is, that sl- is that slut shaming? Might be. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I had a principal... I had a principal took one of my... So the guys weren't, weren't allowed to have their hair touch their touch their their shoulders or their collar. So, okay. and I had the principal one time took one of my friends into his office and cut, cut his, his hair. hair himself in the office. Jeez. Crazy, right? Yeah. So they, all kinds of dress codes like that. I, I don't really think that, honestly, this is my opinion because I grew up in that environment, mm-hmm. but I like that it teaches kids discipline and lets you like have some practice adhering to societal rules. It also like cuts down on like discrimination against other kids. Like I, I went to a school where you had to wear a uniform in middle school and it was good because, you know, a lot of times kids would get picked on if they were poor and they couldn't get ni- have nice shoes or nice clothes. But it's like when everybody's wearing the same thing, it's like you're not going to pick on kids for that, which right. is kind of I get it, you know. Yeah. So I but stuff like having to shave your head or not being able to fan yourself That's like so for the love of God, people. And and my school did not have a rule where you couldn't dye your hair brown, maybe not green, yeah. but not. But brown would like be I fine. could understand a rule that. It's at a private school where it's like your hair has to be a natural color, you know, like not not maybe not necessarily your natural color, but it can't be like neon green. It's got to be like, you know, brown, blonde, black, that kind of thing. Red. Right. You know, so I could understand a rule like that. But even though I think it's dumb, but I, you know, that saying your hair has to be this specific color is so stupid. So here's a quote from. One of the project participants, school is an important place, and I'll leave it with this. School is an important place where children spend most of their time. Um, if, if, if it is necessary, it is necessary for us to think about what kind of school rules fit into this new era. Okay. So I don't know what that means exactly. I um, mean, that basically they need to kind of consider what rules are important to have and not to have, you know. What so. I don't, the, my problem with it was the rigidity of it. Like, yeah. I get it. You have a rule. You can't dye your hair. Fine. The the kids with black hair can't dye their hair blonde or green or whatever. But you should be able to have small exceptions for people for a girl who has naturally brown hair who's Japanese who isn't dyeing her hair brown. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe maybe this whole thing can be avoided by just saying, let's have maybe small exceptions when there is an unusual case. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's the end of it. Okay. Know. Moving on. Hot new anime releases. Really? Yeah. You love it. Uh, Oh, you're going to tell me as a person who loves Yu Hakusho that you would not want that? 
That's Especially true. when part of this section is about Yu Hakusho. Okay, all right. Yu Hakusho is having a new anime special made. Yeah, uh, there was an announcement that when the 25th anniversary Blu-ray box set for Yu Hakusho gets released, they are going to have it will be included with a new special anime OVA that will be in the box set. Awesome. So if you are a massive fan of Yu Hakusho, there is apparently still some appetite for more content, and there's going to be not only a 25th anniversary Blu-ray set, which sounds awesome, but also new unseen footage that is being made specifically for the 25th, 25th anniversary. Now, is this going to be released in the States as well? Is it going to be dubbed? Is it, or is this just a Japanese release only? I guess is the question. I do not have the answer to that question. The other question is, if they're making a new OVA for Yu Yu Hakusho, are they, is it still going to take place in like the late 80s, early 90s that Yu Yu Hakusho... I'm sure it will. Like, yeah. Like, is he still going to be, you know... I'm I mean, just wondering if, like, are they modernizing it or are they just like... Are they better damn well not? Yeah, that's the concern. So. I don't think that would happen. Okay. I mean, think about it. Dragon Ball is has spanned 40 years or 30 years or whatever, but go, but they still live in the same universe. Yeah, but Dragon Ball is kind of like, um, it's not set in a specific time. Like, you, I mean, I guess Yu Hakusho isn't really either, but the <laughs> half of it spent, half of it takes place in like demon yeah, worlds. But like the, the, just the appearance of the characters is like, oh, that's very late eighties Japan. <laughs> it freaking better stay the same because yeah. I love eighties Japan. Yeah. Make it, let's keep it just like it is. Um, also there is a fourth season of Shokugeki no Soma that was announced for spring 2018. So Man. if you are a fan of that, <laughs> there is more, Food war orgasms coming. Food war orgasms. Orgasms coming. Yeah. Get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I got it. You got it. You, you got I mean, it. You said the word orgasm. That's not like and then I followed, very subtle. And, and I followed it up with another word. Oh. oh now he gets it. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. So that's exciting also. And you know what? There were a lot of new anime release information put out this week, uh, including stuff about the new Full Metal Panic which looks awesome, and a variety of other things also, but these are probably the biggest titles. A lot of interesting stuff coming down the line. Yeah. I'm All excited. Right. All right, so trivia. Let's get through this quick because yes. we have a long middle section of the of this podcast. So this week's trivia uh, on the website, aapodcast.com. If you go there, you scroll on down, you'll see the trivia question. It changes every week. Uh, the answer is Majestic Princess. Prince. Did I write princess? You write wrote kind of princess, but missing an S. So Majestic okay, Prince. It's Prince. Okay. So the correct answer, also known as Ginga Kiko Tai Majestic Prince, mm. which I don't know if you saw this, Cosmo, because I think it was we did it before you came on board. I don't believe I've seen this before. Some of the most awesome mecha action scenes I have ever seen. Really? Like very kinetic, like move, like just blitzing movement. That sounds awesome interesting. battles. I, I really enjoyed it, especially towards the end. So the answer, the correct answers this time around are... Ricky Bobby, your favorite, Dick Chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Bra- Brains of Trash Panda, Chibi Rob, Golden Jedi Link, Mari. I got some of these are incorrect, so I got to fish through them. Marin, Mariner Burt, Icy Rose, Alan Mosinger, Ray. Oh my God, it's Derby Murphy, Seven Star Seven, Black Shinobi, QE, Joy Riding on the Titanic, Full Metal Alcoholist, Forty Stick Man. I said no tomato. The correct answer for this week is. Or the winner of the week is. The winner for the week, whatever. Is Ray. Okay, nice job. From Star Wars. Congratulations, Ray. Oh, my goodness. And uh, the month winner, shockingly enough, is Outlaw Mazinger. Holy moly. It must be my birthday. Why is that shocking? Um, Mazinger? Isn't that, like, related to a mecha? Oh, yeah, it is. And the show, the month theme was mecha? Oh, yeah. So there you go. How fitting. I know. Well. The uh, current theme, yes, is a mecha anime that are not Gundam. The next theme will be named the anime based on the spaceship. So we're, 
we're staying in that kind of like yeah. space realm. There are some really cool anime spaceship designs. Oh, absolutely. Like there, some really nifty shit out there. Yeah. I like, for example, I love the, the, the space battleship Yamato ship. It looks like, it looks like a destroyer that you see like in world war one, but it's floating through space. Right. It's so awesome. Very cool. It is just neat. Okay. All right. So we are going to take a quick news break. Uh, before we do, we're going to have an in-show weekly trivia question, as we always do. It's another name that anime based on the little synopsis name here. Name that anime, damn it. Uh, the anime says here, in the world of Prester, flight is the dominant mode of transportation made possible by Claudia Fluid, uh, a liquidized form of the crystals that are produced on the planet. Name that anime. We'll tell you right after the break. Hey, all you crazy-ass anime fans out there. It's Mitsugi, and it's time for your anime news break. Getting us started off, the voice actress and singer Yurika Endo has announced, despite being young, that she is going to be retiring pretty soon. She announced it via her agency called Swallow on Sunday. She said that she's going to be suspending all voice acting and singing activities at the end of May 2018. She explained that it was due to her declining health. Now, she didn't specify what the condition was, but she just was very vague about it and said that she would be having a final live concert prior to her retirement in the spring. Now, Endo entered the entertainment field in 2012 when she was a high school student and won several awards, including the second annual Pony Canyon Koitama Grand Prix audition. So she is very popular, and this is probably a pretty big blow to a lot of anime fans out there. But let's all visit, let's all wish Yurika Endo the best in the future. Next up, Steins Gate Zero, which is an alternate retelling of the original Steins Gate story, has revealed some additional staff and cast members for the upcoming anime series. The director is Kenichi Kawamura, who worked on Qualidia Code. Character designs are by Tomoshige Inayoshi, who worked on Mahojin Guru Guru. So this, this anime will be coming out in the spring of 2018. Quick plot synopsis from the anime. It is an alter retelling of Steins Gate that leads with the eccentric mad scientist Okabe struggling to recover from a failed attempt at rescuing Kurisu. He decides to give up and abandons his lively scientist alter ego in pursuit to forget the past. When all seems to be normal, he is seemingly pulled back into the past by meeting an acquaintance of Kurisu, who tells him that they have begun testing a device that stores the memory of a human and creates a simulation with them with their characteristics and personalities. So, more time travel sci-fi coming up for you later on next year. Next up in Korea... Your Name is pretty popular, apparently. Google Korea released that Your Name was the number one searched keyword term for the entire 2017 year throughout Korea, followed by the Korean drama Dokebi and the former FX girl group member Sully. And lastly, in a, in a comical note, it looks like um, Frieza's voice actor has started taking on other roles. It seemed that the voice actor uh, Ryusei Nakao is now providing lines for a sushi chain vending a sushi chain um, terminal where you enter in your order. You can hear Frieza's voice through the terminal when you enter and select which sushi you would like to eat. And also Ryusei is providing voiceover work for the Hamazushi 
chain of sushi restaurant TV commercials. So if you were living in Japan, you'd be hearing Frieza advertising 90 yen sushi on your television. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now it's time to get back to that sweet, sweet podcast. I just can't think of anything. Well, you're in luck. You've got me, the master of not thinking. What do you need? I'm trying to write a commercial for our sponsor, JList.com, but I can't think of anything funny this time. Uh, this time? When have we ever been funny? And don't we already have a bunch of JList commercials written? I know, but we need everyone to know that they can go to JList.com and their non-adult mirror site, JBox.com, for all their anime shopping needs. Well, we already say it at the start of every show. I think by now everyone knows to head to JList.com for all their anime shopping needs. But people may have an easier time remembering JList.com if we talk about it in a funny way. You know what, Mitsugi? What? The commercial was inside you all along. What are you talking about? It's like Field of Dreams or something. Look, just hit stop on the recording and everyone will know to shop at JList.com. Can we really do this? Is it funny? No, probably not, but it is meta, and that's, like, cool and stuff, right? I'll take your word for it. Hey, hey, where are you going? To clean up this fourth wall we just broke. JList.com. If you click it, they will fun? No, that's not right. And now, great moments in Anime Addict's Anonymous History. What is your video game Mount Rushmore? I would say Mega Man. Mega Man deserves to it's be on this nowhere list. nowhere near the Mount Rushmore. Are you serious? I'm 100% serious. Are you kidding? I mean, yes, Mega Man has some great games, but who? Are you kidding me? Dude, Mega you Man? are out of your mind, on man. On the Mount Rushmore? You're crazy. You're going to put Master Chief that hasn't contributed anything to gaming, and you're going to knock 100%. out... 100%. And, and you're going to knock out... Mega Man, which basically solidified Capcom as a game company. And now, where are they now? now? One, one of the biggest video game companies in the world, responsible right. for Resident Evil, uh, uh, when was the, arcade machines. When was the last, oh my God, was the last good Resident it. Evil? I can't believe it. Hasn't Capcom stopped making video games? No. I would argue absolutely 100% without a doubt that Sonic the Hedgehog, who yeah. basically founded Sega, himself and, is more important than Master Chief. And he fell off a cliff just like Mega Man. But that doesn't matter. He created an entire company. Without Sega, you wouldn't have the Genesis, the Dreamcast. What the? Who Arc- cares about the Dreamcast? Arc- dude, that system was... Dude, Sega Corp is a gigantic company that, that makes that makes like half of Japan's arcades. Becom says, where is Sega now? Making, making billions and billions of yen. In the video game industry? Yes. In the video game industry. Dude, you're nuts, What video man. games are they making? They make tons of video... Dude, you're... What video you're, games? You're only what's, think, what's big? What's dude, a big Sega video game right now? Dude, what's a big game? I need, I need, I need you to calm I'm down so I can talk. I'm just asking you a question. I just want to know. And now, back to the podcast. And we are back to the 401st episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Before we went on our news break... Um, we asked the in-show weekly trivia question. It was a name that anime. That's right, we did. And the synopsis was, In the world of Prester, flight is the dominant mode of transportation made possible by Claudia Fluid, a liquidized form of the crystals that are produced on the planet. And that anime is Last Exile. Last Exile. Which yep. is an awesome anime. Cloud Rain Symphony. Wow, you know the song. Yeah, that's the name of the song. Okay. Yeah. 
I didn't. Or, or Cloud Age Symphony. It's a great I song. I think it's Cloud Age Symphony. Yeah, if I remember is. correctly. Cloud not mention it. It's a good song. It is. It's it's a good anime. I, I really enjoyed it. it. Um, actually, I think I had it on DVD for a while, way back in the day. So, speaking of good anime, yeah. Today we're gonna start our top fifty anime of all time. Well, everybody else is doing a top fifty anime of all time. I want to start by saying many things. First, uh, first and foremost, top anything anime. It's just, they're dumb. It's they're dumb. dumb. It's, they a, suck. it's a dumb thing to do. I'm, I know. I know. I'm always the guy who's like, "Hey, I found this top ten list," but in reality, it's dumb. Like you can well, do. How t- many times? How many <laughs> times out of ten do your top ten lists suck? Well, uh, I've got a top ten sucky top ten lists. Do um, you? That no, I don't. They're all from Honeyfeed. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> oh, those poor, I don't know who those people I don't are. Either, I'm but sure they're suck. lovely. They suck. Though. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, just hey, it's free publicity. Honeyfeed, you suck. <laughs> Go check them out. I mean, trust I me, if, if they could have the choice of us telling telling our listeners about even mentioning their name, but saying that they suck. Yeah, they, they'll take it. Hey, all, all press is good press. It is. They'll take it. Um, so first and foremost, top anything lists are dumb because it's unless it's a top 10 list of like you're doing, you know, the top 10 highest grossing something like something measurable. Right. Then it's entirely opinion based. Yes. And especially when it's something like you're like I was realizing as I was putting together my list, putting together a top 50 list of anime is difficult for a number of reasons. One, because I haven't seen everything. There's a lot, even though we watch right. a ton of anime, there's a lot of stuff I haven't seen. Right, so let's start with that. Right. If we haven't seen it, it's not on here. Yeah. See, for me, I went so far as if I haven't seen it in its entirety, it's not on there. For example, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, not on here. Yeah. None of us have seen it. It's long. We don't have time. Right. So, and and for me, like even um, like Outlaw Star, I, I wanted to put it on my list. But I haven't seen the whole thing. I've only seen, I've seen most of it, I think, but I've, I've seen it like sporadically. So like I would watch episodes here and there. So it's like, there's a lot of shows like that that I didn't include on my list. So that's, that's part of the problem. And I will say that Outlaw Star 100% was on my list. Yeah. But I don't believe it was on Kimiko or your list. Mm. So it's not on here. Right. So, so there's I that. I don't think so. There's the fact that you simply can't see everything. There's also the fact that how in the world do you choose is, you know, is, is X show the 37th best or the 36th best. It's like, what, who it's, Meh. you know, at, at some point, like uh, maybe like your first, your top five, top 10, it will make sense. But like, once you get beyond that, it's just, I don't know. I really like both of these shows. I don't know where to put them. I guess maybe I like this one more than this one. You know, I'll also say one thing. It's really weird. Can I just say, yeah, I hate our top 50 list. Do you? <laughs> you hate every top 50 list. I think list. it's terrible. Well, and mostly it's because. Do you I, hate your own top 50 list? No, I think mine's amazing. Okay. So you, oh, I see. Oh, but see, here was, but see, here's the problem, makes right? Sense. Here's the problem though, because, right. because yeah, because not everybody agrees with you on things. And no, that's, that's why you hate. not what I was going to say. Yes. How dare they? Your top 50 list, greatest of all time. Well, I, I'm no, gonna, no one else's though. Here, here's what happened. I, I looked at the list somewhat carefully. Okay. You and Kimiko have a ton of overlap. Okay. We've probably seen a lot of the same shows. You, I have almost no overlap with either of you. Mm. So my top 10 anime, nine out of 10 of them didn't show up on your top 50. Mm, Interesting. Nine out of 10 of them didn't show up on Kimiko's top 50. So while my top 10 will all be on the list, none of them are high on the list. Right. Because Because they weren't, we haven't seen them because they weren't voted on by multiple people. Right. So when I say, oh, so a, por- so a part of this list is not just what you perceive to be good, but what is also popular like that plays a factor, right? Like if, if no one's seen a show, then it's not going to be on the top list because nobody's seen it. Right. It, it was a little frustrating for me. So, I mean, it was difficult for me to handle. Yeah, it is what it is. And look, the, I, I, it's, I, it's I, an I, important life lesson. 
is that we all have different experiences and different perspectives and that we can all live in harmony together and respect one another's differences. And I feel like that's what today's that, episode is going to teach. That everyone. being said, did you and Kimiko <laughs> get together and like make your list together? Cause no. you have a lot of overlap. Um, I helped her with hers in that I went to the bar that she works at and made her do her list. Thank you. Yeah. So I literally went. No to, wonder it got done. I went to the bar last night after I saw the movie and I was like, hey, go ahead and write down your top 50 anime. Thank Can I just can I be just have like a moment there? Uh Oh, was that my mouse? Yeah, it's right behind you. I can't reach it. Sorry. Just knocked your mouse off the table. Thank you for that. No problem. And I want I want to know that I, I want you to know that I did mine in about 12 minutes. It took me forever. OK, well, because I was because I was going through it. I'm like, OK. First off, I go through my anime list to see what I've, I've ranked highly. But the problem with my anime list is that I started it when I started the podcast and I've only put shows on there that I have watched since starting the podcast. Right. So nothing I watched before the last three years is on my anime list. So that was an issue. And then I had to remember, okay, what were some of my favorite shows back in the day? So I, it just took me a very long time to figure out what shows I liked enough to put on the list. There's a lot of shows I've seen that I'm like, this is not making my list because I've seen a lot of crap. Um, so one thing is it makes you realize, wow. Uh, a lot of the anime I've watched is not great. <laughs> like, you know, most, like there's, it's, it's difficult to pick 50 shows that I really like. Um, so there's that. And then there's also, again, what I mentioned before about how, how do I put this in order? Like, how do I, you know, which of these do I like better? I don't know. I like them both. They're both great. You know? So it, it, at, at some point it just kind of, you get lost in the weeds. All right, well, let's get started. All right. That being said, these are in order. Right. Starting from number 50, working our way down, we're going to go through the first 20, Six twenty-five. Twenty-five. Times. I assume you hate our list. I hate our list. Eh. Um, Look, but here's you the, know, here's it's the whatever. Line. Here's the bottom line: this list is not all inclusive. There are many shows that are not on this list. It's not, but I wonder how the list would would change if Chiaki were doing it too. That would be interesting. She would have more overlap with me, maybe. So one, the list is not all inclusive. No. Two, definitely not. The placement on the list is not as important as you may think. Like if something is ranked. 30 or 20 it's doesn't really matter it's if it's on the list it's a good show right i would say so so with the placement not important but if just if it's on the list it's good okay so let's get started let's just take turns reading them sure number 50 number 50 is higurashi no nakakoroni which is a show that i have not seen all right so um this anime is when we say Higurashi no Nakakoroni, I think we're mostly talking about Higurashi no Nakakoroni Kai, which is the sequel. Because okay. the first season of Higurashi is mostly just uh, young children massacring each other. Right, yeah, for I seemingly, remember that. For seemingly no reason. And almost all of the story takes place in the second season. And it's very much like a Steinsgate type anime where the main character, Adika who you don't even know she's the main character until season two, you find out that she is trapped in like this loop where time has stopped and she's trying to prevent like this, this tragedy from happening in this town. And she's gone through the same chain of events. I don't know. I, I think it's like thousands of times in the anime, which is why the, the theme song has the words you cannot escape in the theme song because she it's like if you play it backwards, it says you cannot escape, which is creepy. Oh. But, it, but it says that because she can't escape from this loop that she's stuck in or whatever. I can't remember why she's stuck in it. But it's a very interesting 
second season. It's very plot heavy. Things make sense. Things in the first season that made no sense suddenly make sense when you see the second season. The characters are likable. You want them to you want them to survive, but ultimately there's a lot of people getting killed all the time. It's a good and interesting watch. Now the question is, do people get to the second season after they watch the first season? I don't know. Hmm. Now the first season didn't I wouldn't say it sucked, but it was a little light on plot line, so I could see people including someone like me not giving the second season a shot because the first season maybe didn't have what they wanted. That, that that being said, if you want excessive violence, then it's perfect for you. And if you want things that are creepy, it's perfect for you. Higurashi is a good, it's a good anime. The second season is, is, is great. I would say. All right. Awesome. Yeah. If you can handle the violence, watch it. All right. Next up. Number 49. Oh my. So you're going to say that and then I'm going to read the titles. Sure. Okay. Uh, is Ghost in the Shell standalone complex? This was not on my list. It was on mine. I don't think it was very high on my list, which explains why it came in at number 49. Mostly because I don't remember a lot of it because it's been a long time since I watched this show. But I do remember just overall. I think I gave this points just overall for Ghost in the Shell. Like the movies, the you know, yeah. VAs, all of that. Oh, 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 wait a second. Real quick before I forget. Yeah. This list has no movies. Yes. Specials. Or OVAs on it. It has no ONAs on it. It's just a TV TV series list. Right. So Ghost. I put so I put Ghost in the Shell standalone complex because specifically that was the TV series and it was tremendous. Um and and you know and you said you didn't have it on your list at all. Well, I seen haven't it. seen much of it. Oh, okay, okay. I've okay. seen bits and pieces of a lot of Ghost in the Shell, but I wouldn't say I've seen like the whole thing. Right. So I mean, you know, I think I feel like most people are familiar with Ghost in the Shell enough to to um, understand there. I think there were two seasons of Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, and there was also an, a couple other seasons that they did. Um, but you know, just overall the, the, the concept of the show, the art style, it was very influential on a lot of other media. You have, you know, movies like, um, uh, like the matrix and, you know, equilibrium and stuff like that, that take a lot from ghost in the shell. So it, it deserved to be on the list. in in my opinion, all right, number 49, uh, number nope, 48. I can't even say the numbers in order. Number 48. is another show I have not seen, which is Mawaru Penguin Drum. Yeah, I've seen this uh, in spots a bit because Chucky's obsessed with it, which is probably, it, it was probably um, very high on Kimiko's list. So right. I can't say a whole lot about it. It's very weird. Um, I, I'm sure Chucky, if Chucky were here doing this too, this anime would probably jump from 48 to like number 12 because it would probably be like one of Chucky's top yeah, five. Yeah, that's one of her favorite. Yeah, um, I, I I believe it's a good show. It looks beautiful. It has great animation. It's um, it's by the same director that did um, Revolutionary Girl Utena. Mm-hmm. I should know his name, but I just um, don't care. I just don't care. So I don't really, <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't commit his name to memory because I don't give a shit. Yeah. The way I do about like Takahata and Satoshi Kone, I just don't care about him. Here's a question. What's that? Is he overhyped? Who? The director of Utena. I feel like he's overhyped. I don't, I don't have the answer I to that. I feel like, cause he's, you know, cause he also did like Yuri Kumarashi, right? What I should, what I will say is he needs to make more anime right now. Cause his anime like style is very much in line with the climate of today's politics. Mm, that's so true. he's perfect for right now. So just, yeah, just make more things. Yeah. Um, it's, I think his name is Ikuni. I think his name is, that makes sense. All right. So number 47, number 47 is yet another show. I have not seen a lot of shows. I haven't seen on this list. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is full moon. Wasagashite. Right. Searching for the full moon. This was on my list fairly high. Um, it was on Kimiko's list also. This is a great show. Um, it's, I'm surprised it's number 47. I think it belongs higher, honestly, in my opinion, but like this show is one of the most sad. It's one of the most difficult to watch anime I've seen. 
it will wrench more tears out of you than most shows, including Grave of the Fireflies. I think it's sadder than that. Wow. Um, it's a show about a girl who has, she's very young and she has, she wants to be a singer, like a pop idol, but she has throat cancer. And so she can't pursue her dreams. Oh, geez. Not only that, I think she's very ill. So in order to make her dreams come true, um, make your dreams come true. Yes, exactly. Just like that. Um, some Shinigami come and they like, I I haven't seen this in quite a while, but I think they screw up as Shinigami. Like they're, they're not supposed to tell her she's going to be killed or something like that. But regardless, they, they allow her to pursue her dreams by giving her some medicine that's made out of their blood. And when she takes it, she transforms into a girl that is not only old enough to be a pop idol. Cause she's only like 12. And so when she takes it, she becomes like 17 or whatever. And she becomes much taller, very beautiful, blonde hair, and her throat cancer is gone when she's transformed. So it's a little bit of a magical girl show, but um, she is allowed to pursue her dreams. And so there's some of that in there. And then, but, but it's the reasons why she's pursuing her dreams that, that are one of the reasons why it's so tough to watch. Like there's some really depressing shit there, but it's a really great romance show and ultimately is very underwatched. I don't, I don't know very many people that have watched this anime besides me and Kimiko. It sounds it, like it's worth watching. It should be. It, it is worth watching, and people should watch it. And but I don't know. Just one of those anime that just I, I think it has. I think it's not watched because I never hear anybody talking about it. Mm. And it's not that old. It's from like I don't know, two thousand three or something. Okay. I guess that's like ancient by now. Two thousand three. Yeah. I mean, come on. Might as I well mean, be. Might as well the, be like the, yeah. the Mesozoic era yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The Paleolithic era. Yeah. All right. All right, um, number 46 is Psychopaths. Now, have you seen Psychopaths? Negative. No. Psychopaths is actually a really good show. Um, the second season, I feel like not as good, uh, but still enjoyable. Psychopaths is a show. It's all about like, um, it's kind of like that movie with Tom Cruise where they were able to foretell crimes before they happened. Yeah. What was the name of that movie? I forget. Mm, don't know. Um, so it's basically they are able to determine the level of psychosis in a person by scanning them. So like they'll scan you and they can tell this person is highly likely to minority report. Yeah. Minority report. There you go. This person is highly likely to be insane and committing crimes and so forth. So we need to arrest them or if their psychometer or whatever is high enough, they'll just execute you on the psychometer. Spot. Yeah. I forget what it, I think it's like, eh, it's called psychometer or whatever. If it's, uh, if it's high enough, then they'll just execute you on the spot. So it's, it's about that. It's, you know, it takes place in like this future world where like there's no crime because of, you know, they're, they're kind of keeping all that in check, but then you kind of, find out that everything is maybe may not be what it seems. And so it's a little, like, di- it's a little like dystopian future. Um, not really. Like it's a pretty, like uh just looks like high tech futuristic, not super futuristic. Yeah, the governments are like scanning people's brains and shit. Like that's yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's I true. Mean, that's it's a little screwed up, but then you kind of like find out that there's some corruption and like, you know, and all that stuff. And, and it gets kind of, it gets pretty crazy, but it's, it's, it's a really good show and it's a lot of fun. It's very, uh, um, just it, it's there. It, it raises questions about like, you know, whether it's you know, is it okay to like take these criminals, these quote unquote criminals, off the street without them actually ever committing a crime? But then, are you driving them to crime by painting them as criminals? You know, before they actually do anything. You know, like the, the first episode is a guy who is being hunted down by the police because his meter went off the charts for whatever reason. He was under distress. And then because of that, he takes a woman hostage and is going to kill her and like all this other stuff that he probably wouldn't normally do 
if he wasn't being chased down by the cops. So it's like, it just raises a lot of questions about that. And it's just a really fun watch. Like the animation's really good and all that stuff. Well, that would never fly in today's, today's world. What's that? Well, they would scan you and they would say, well, well, okay, rather than kill you or arrest you, we could put you in rehabilitation. We're going to spend millions of dollars trying to rehabilitate you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But only, but only after we go through like months and months of legal bullshit. Yeah. Sorry. Maybe. That's a, yeah, I'm lashing out. Yeah. That's something. Number 45. Number 45 is 91 Days, which is yet another show I haven't seen. I haven't seen it either. I feel like most of these shows are shows I haven't, wow, you haven't seen it? No. I guess it must have been really high on Kimiko's list. Um, yeah, well, that's because it was a Chiaki anime. Oh. Uh, yeah, so, and uh, I haven't seen it. I know it's like... I hear it's really good. It's like Italian mobs, mobster families or something. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard, I don't know. I've I heard can't. great things about it, but... I can't really say much. Yeah, I can't. And, the, and, our, and our internet is out, so I can't uh, even read the synopsis. <laughs> Although when we get to the, when we get to the next anime that's mostly for you, I'm going to go reset the router. Okay. Number 44. Number 44 is Hibane Renme. This is one of mine. Okay. So we're getting into like the time of Mitsugi. Where the time all of, of Mitsugi. All of my top 10s end up like in the 30s because yeah. I'm the only one that put the... The time it. of Mitsugi, a.k.a. the 90s. Hibane Renme might be... In the, my, I think it's 2000s. Mm -hmm. Okay. Look, man, just because it's in the 90s no, doesn't mean you're allowed to not. It doesn't give you an excuse to have not have seen it. Well, unless maybe you weren't alive in the 90s, or maybe you just. But you were. That's true. And this is was I though? You were. Am I alive today? What are any I'm, of us really? So, uh, well, that's. What does it that's mean to live? What does it mean debatable. to be? That's debatable. <laughs> what is existence? Hibane Reme is an anime that starts off with a girl falling. She's dreaming and she falls through the sky, and she. They discover her in like a cocoon in a house mm -hmm. where Hibane are, are where Hibane live, and the Hibane are like these little are like these people that have angel wings and halos. And this anime is it's it's basically a metaphor for a purgatory. I'm ninety nine percent sure. Oh, interesting. Which is very like deep subject matter already. So I mean, you got to love it just based off of that. And the the story is like one of the best scenes in this anime is right right in the beginning where the girl is she doesn't have her wings yet because she's just been born mm -hmm. but they have this like scene where her wings come in and it's this very violent tough to watch scene where the wings come in and they're like busting through her back right and it's like ripping the skin and they make her bite down on wood and they're holding her down and they've got like they're cleaning her wounds and it's all like greasy and oily and pussy and bloody uh. and it's nasty and like it's just a very like real moment in the anime. And then the whole show is just like this very thick world building exercise where they're exploring the, they're exploring the world that they're in because mm -hmm. they were born into it and they're born, they're basically adults and they're born, but they're like adults already. Okay. And like you find out through events that like certain characters killed themselves and that's why they're in purgatory. Like everybody has like a reason. It's a very deep, short white anime. I think it's only 12 episodes and absolutely one of the best shows I've ever seen it's it's a must watch for sure especially if you're into like cerebral stuff mm -hmm. where like you're left thinking about it for a while after it's over right you know um which is i wish we'd get more of that okay you know these days but like yeah, this is one of those shows and it's it isn't like it's hideous looking or anything just because it's a little older i mean go watch it i mean put put down your put down gamers and go watch how many run may you'll be better off okay yeah swapping having that swap out you know so yeah. Go do it. All right. Just do it. All right. I'll talk about the next number 43. All right, Mitsuki, go reset that router. So number 43 is a show that um, was on my list. Was it on your list? 
No. Okay. It wasn't on Mitsugi's list. I don't think it was on uh, Kimiko's either. Uh, I don't believe. Uh, and it is Naruto. Now hear me out. <laughs> Let me explain. Um, when I was compiling this list, I was thinking, all right, I, to, to say the greatest anime of all time is, is difficult. Like, what does great mean? Does it mean like, you know, the, the, the best looking anime? Does it mean the uh, most critically acclaimed anime? Does it, you know, does, does it mean the most popular anime? I think to me, it means the shows that have, um, that I have enjoyed the most, that have impacted my life the most, and the, the ones that I um, just got the most out of. So Naruto was on my list. It was, uh, I think it was probably somewhere in the middle, if I remember correctly. And, you know, Naruto, not the greatest show of all time. It's got a lot of, uh, you know, the, an the animation is good a lot of, of the time, but not not great. There are moments that kind of suck. There's a, a hell of a lot of, fill a lot of filler. So th that also kind of brings it down a notch, is that there's a large portions of the show that are just nonsense and have nothing to do like, with the story. Like the last 60 episodes. Yeah. But which I watched all of. Oh yeah, me too. But overall in its entirety, I feel like it's a very influential show. It's a very important show to a lot of young kids. Um, and there are some great, great moments in it. Like uh, I'll never forget the first episode of Naruto because it impacted me greatly as a young person because I, I was able to kind of relate to that character. And it, it wasn't just like some very surface level shonen show. Like there were some, some, deep themes of like, you know, abandonment and wanting to be loved and not being accepted. And like, there was some, there was some deep crap in there. So Naruto is on the list. Um, and, uh, in my opinion was, you know, one of the greatest shonen of all time. Yeah. Naruto has some great scenes in it. Um, I really enjoyed like the Rock Lee fight is awesome. Oh yeah. Most of the fights with like the Zabuza fight is great. A lot of the fights in Naruto are very memorable. Right. So yeah. All right. Number 42. Number 42 has a very special place in my heart. Is this on your list? Um, I don't remember. I don't, I doubt it. Okay. Number it's not that I don't love it, but like when I was on my anime list, I did it. I went, I went through the tens first Yeah. and they were like, I had like 11 of them. Mm -hmm. So I, I did those and then I did the nines and they were like 49s oh, or like a lot. And so I only got like maybe into three total anime that were in the eight range. And this would be in the eight range for you? I don't know what it is and the internet's out, so I can't check, but I, I, I love you, Hakusho, like dearly. I just, I'm the guy that like values very like cerebral, well-written, thoughtful things mm -hmm. over like awesome action. And you know what I mean? Okay. And you, Hakusho, while having amazing characters that I will never forget for my entire life. If I, if I stopped watching anime this minute yeah. and lived the rest of my entire life without ever watching anime or even hearing of it again, right. I will still know every character from Yu Hakusho. <laughs> All <laughs> nice. of them. That's awesome. I mean, who the hell is going to forget Kuwabara? He's one of the best characters ever. Yeah. And Yusuke, are you kidding? Yeah. And Hiei. No. Absolutely. And Kurama. Yeah. So Yu Yu Hakusho. I mean, come on. It's great. Um, I, I absolutely love Yu Hakusho. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a big part of it is there's some awesome action sequences and fight scenes, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you haven't, first off, if you've never seen Yu Yu Hakusho, do it. Like what's wrong with you? Um, if you haven't seen it in a long time, go back, go back and watch just the first episode and you will be very surprised. The first episode of Yu Yu Hakusho is really Mitsuki taking selfies. Well, podcast. someone didn't believe I wasn't watching the Patriots football game right now. Oh, and so I'm proving it to them. So Yu Yu Hakusho, the first episode, I don't know if you remember the first episode, but it is so incredibly emotional. Like the first episode is crazy emotional. Like it's, it's, uh, for those that don't remember, it is, um, 
when uh, Yusuke dies, basically. Yeah. So and, he's, oh, yeah. He's, he, he sees his own funeral. Yeah. So he's Dude. like, he's, he's this punk kid and everybody kind of like craps on him all the time is like sick of him. And they're like, he's going nowhere. He's a waste of life. He's just worthless. He's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he feels that. And he just kind of has like given up and he's just, um, you know, he's depressed, but he's also angry just at the world. And he just, you know, hates everyone because, you know, everybody, because nobody cares about him. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, and so I just like swallowed and like went down the wrong pipe. That was you weird. can't, your, your body is betraying uh, you. Oh God, I'm dying. Um, so he's just become like just really bitter. And, but at the same time at his core, he's still a genuinely good human. And he sees this young kid playing with like a soccer ball or something. And it rolls out into the street and he's, the kid's about to get hit by like a bus or something. Right. And Yusuke jumps out, pushes the kid out of the way and gets hit instead and dies. And then, like you said, he sees his, his wake and it's, well, it, it, I mean, sorry to interrupt you, but it's the reaction from Kuwabara that makes the scene great. Yeah. Cause Kuwabara, even though they're rivals from like, maybe from different schools. Yeah, I, don't I feel like Kuwabara, different I feel like Kuwabara wears a blue uniform and I feel like, he, and I feel like Yusuke Yusuke's green. is green. Yeah. So they're not the same. They're from different schools, but they're both like the top gang member or whatever at both yeah. school. But like and Kuwabara is always like, they're always getting into fights and whatnot. And, and Kuwabara never wins. And never wins. But like, but, but despite that, Kuwabara deep down has such like a, like a, almost like a Yakuza like respect for, for, yeah. for Yusuke and really actually loves him as like a comrade or a brother in arms or whatever you want to call right. it. And he's like on his knees sobbing at the funeral at this tough, this tough right. guy. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's so emotional. Dude. Yeah. There, like, yeah. Yeah. There's another anime on this, on this list that we may not get through today yeah. on this half, but it has a similar first episode. I, I just love how in that moment he gets, he's, it's like, he goes through all these different emotions. Like he's angry and he's yelling at like his, you know, at, at the funeral and he's like, you know, don't you run away from me? You know, you don't, you know, you're not allowed to leave me and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh my God, dude. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. awesome. And not only that, uh, there's seldom a moment in you Hawker show that's not enjoyable. And you and I, of all people, yeah. what the hell are we doing? Why haven't we like just set some bro dates and just, just finished, watch you, you finish the friggin' last like 50 episodes? I know. I know. I mean, like, I feel like I have to go back and watch it though. I mean, from the beginning. check this out. You Hawker show. Yeah. Top two Shonen show for you. Ooh, it's definitely up there. I mean, it's up there. I for would me have to too. really think about it, but it's definitely up there. It's up there for me too. So what are we doing? Yeah, it's a good point. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. All right. Um, what are we on here? Number 41. Number 41 is Clannad after story. So specifically after story, huh? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't, I haven't seen Clannad really. Mm -hmm. I, I know about it obviously, but Clannad after story is a little similar to the deal that Higurashi gets. Okay. Well, there's a first season and it's mostly a characterization season with several arcs in it that don't have a lot of connected plot line. Okay. And then the second season is like, wow, where did this, where did this shit come from? Hmm. Like some of the most, some of the most well-written, um, just emotionally bonding scenes that you're going to get in an anime. I mean, that is just, and, and the problem with that is that they, they really do one of the best jobs I've ever seen. Well, by uh, so, Clannad is older. I'm just gonna I'm gonna talk about it with a little bit of spoilers here, but like the main character from the first season, mm -hmm. boy and girl, end up together in the second season, okay. and they have a child. Oh wow, okay. And just seeing like them as a child, like she goes through birth, through childbirth. He gets a job as like an like a like an with like a telephone company to like help support his family, mm -hmm. and it's just like this very real story of these this like small young family. Yeah. And ultimately, it's just wrought with tragedy. Oh, geez. And, 
but like they, the way that it's presented to you is it will suck you in. Like it will, you will become so emotionally attached to these, to this story. And then the tragedy of it will just destroy you. Oh God. I mean, and I'm well, not sounds even fantastic. And do you want to be depressed? I mean, but it's just, it's one of those emotional experiences. Like, you know, you say like you can have like, there's two schools of thought in, in a certain way that I'm thinking right now. One mm-hmm. of them is like, well, I would rather avoid those types of experiences in my life. That's the school of thought one. School right. of thought two is having an emotionally distressing moment over an anime may not be the most enjoyable experience in the world, but it will be something that you will feel deeply and is like one of those it's like when you get in trouble in school or something, mm-hmm. you're getting in trouble, but enjoy the ride because you're getting to experience getting in trouble. <laughs> okay. Enjoy the emotional like impact that it has on you. Like enjoy like feeling yourself and like getting to experience something like that, even if it's a difficult moment. Oh, I enjoy feeling myself all the time. You know what I mean? Like I was just doing it five minutes ago. Wait, you, what? You pay the price. <laughs> you, you, you pay the price of, of feeling depressed, but you will, you'll get something out of that that other anime will not give you. Yeah. And Clonaut, Clonaut After Story is whatever whatever you feel about season one aside, season two of this anime is a ma- is it's pretty much a masterpiece. Wow. All and right. um like holy shit. I, I, it's that this anime, Fumono Sagashite and Grave of the Fireflies, must be the saddest three anime I've ever seen. Okay. Grave of the Fireflies probably in third place. Yeah. Just because most of the sad stuff happens all at once. Right. Yeah, no, that's that sounds. It's just a brutal anime, and it's so good. Season right. uh, number forty. Number forty is Full Metal Alchemist. Now, not Full Metal Alcoholist. No, not Full Metal Alcoholist. Not Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, but the original Full Metal Alchemist. Okay. Um, did you have this on your list at all? Probably not. No, um, okay. because I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, well, this that's is right. I the... forgot. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is one on, on the list of shame. <laughs> This is part of the problem with doing like anime countdowns. Cause it's like freaking the nine gajillion of them. Yeah. And no one has seen them all. Yeah. It's impossible. I'm doing my best. I'm in like the 600s probably, but like, I mean, you've seen I way mean, more than I have. For I mean, sure. I just, I, I've probably seen half as much as you even like, even with like me saying, Oh, I've seen 600 anime or whatever. And I'm like, wow, that's like, I'm almost ashamed to say that, Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, even that isn't even 10%. Right. And what, what can one do? No, I don't know. There's like 90 future quit your job and all relationships and just devote your life to doing nothing but watch anime. Dude, there's like 120 Doraemon Doraemon movies. Yeah. What can I do? I don't know. So, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, the original series was on my list. Um, and I feel like a lot, I mean, this is, you know, one of the more popular anime of the past. God, when did this come out? Like 2005, I think. If our internet was working, I would happily look it up for you. Yeah, right. But, um, Bright House Networks blows. It's, it's one of the most popular anime of, of the last you know, decade or so. Um, and it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, it, it's, it's an incredible story of like, yeah, as, as everybody knows of two brothers going on an adventure together and, and, and dealing with tragedy and loss. And then also wanting to kind of get back what they lost. Um, but then that just leads to more tragedy and it's just, and it's, and it's about them like sticking together through it and, and it's, it's just, it's just an incredibly emotionally compelling show. There are obviously awesome action sequences as well throughout it. Um, I will say full motor alchemist to me, not as high up on my list as brotherhood because of, I felt the ending of, of the original full motor alchemist series kind of went off on some weird tangents and didn't really tie together as well as brotherhood did. So that's why it's fairly low. 
Um, spoilers for what might be coming up later on down the list. Who knows? Uh, and so, but still ultimately it was an incredible show. There are so many scenes, so many moments throughout the series that will, you know, fill you with hope. You'll, you'll be cheering. You'll be excited. And then you'll be fulfilled with the dope. There are moments that will, you will be crying like a baby. Up with hope. Down with dope. I mean, even like the first, I think it's the first episode or no, maybe it's not the first episode, but it's one of the first couple episodes because they do like a flashback to when the kids first were trying to bring their mother back from the dead. And I have seen that much. And that scene is just so crazy. Like these two little kids dealing with something that they can't possibly control and failing miserably and being ripped apart, literally physically ripped apart. And then the older brother, you know, Edward being willing to give his life to save his little brother. Like it's insane. It's so it's, it's, it's an incredible show. One of the, one of the best ever. All right. So moving on. Yep. Um, number 39. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. The original Dragon Ball. The original. Cause I, I, I just so you know, I, I didn't put this on my list at all. Oh no. No. I put Dragon Dude, Ball. Dude, my list is too snooty for things like Dragon so Ball. You're all, you're all highbrow. Yeah, so, I'm a little bit, yeah. So I had Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z on my list, both, I, separately. But for sure, I mean, you're, are you saying Dragon Ball is better than Dragon Ball Z? Because I don't agree with that. No. Well, okay, so I'm assuming Dragon Ball Z is further down the list. Yeah. I mean, it was on mine. All right, well, we'll find out. Uh, um, my favorite thing about Dragon Ball are the tournaments. I love yeah, them. I love the tournaments them. were amazing. I love them so much. Dragon Ball, I put it on my list one because it's just a it's just a fun show. Like it's such a it's just a good feeling, lighthearted show that I feel like just everybody can enjoy. And also, I, I also put it on there just kind of because of the importance of it and what it meant for the anime industry, both in Japan and also especially in the states. Um, you know, as far as like making making anime uh, more so Dragon Ball Z, which we'll get to, but. Dragon Ball also, you know, is is, is necessary to, 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 you know, to obviously have Dragon Ball Z, but also just to to bring that popularity of anime to the state. So, like, I mean, I feel like it's it's a very important. It's show. probably the most important anime of all time. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's outsold in manga only by One Piece. Right, and if you count merchandising and stuff, Dragon Ball, mm, it's been around longer. It probably would top One Piece in like overall dollars. Right, I would think. Uh, but yeah. One Piece hasn't scratched a hasn't scratched the service in the U.S. No, no one watches One Piece here. I mean, everybody yeah. watches Dragon Ball. Yeah, I mean, some people I mean, there obviously are One Piece fans here, but nowhere near the same level as Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball has, has probably been translated into like a hundred languages. Yeah, at least. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, the influence that love it or hate it, Dragon Ball is an undeniable monster powerhouse in the anime in the anime world yeah. and countries like. Venezuela or like third world countries that don't have a lot of access to everything. Mm-hmm. They have Dragon Ball and they know anime because Dragon Ball is there. Yeah. And for good reason. I mean, it's, it's a good, it's a really good show. It's a great, uh, entry point for a lot of fans. So it's, um, it's absolutely worthwhile. Okay. All right. What do we got next? Um, what are we on here? Num- number 38. Number 38 is uh, another show I have not seen. It is uh, Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinjo. Uh, I had this very high on my list, and Chiaki would probably probably would have had it in her top 10, so it's not knocked down a bit because of that. But this is this is the anime about the Dokugo players that they... How do I even begin talking about this? It's, it's a recent anime. It has two seasons, mm-hmm. and it's about a... 
they hit the life of, a, of, of like a master Dokugo performer, which is basically Dokugo is like, it's this type of performance where one person would sit and on the floor and on a stage in front of an audience. And he's telling a story. It's like, it's like the art of storytelling right down to where you're playing like three, four or five characters at once, having conversations with yourself in different voices. Oh, interesting. And some of the scenes, some of the performance scenes of, and of this anime are some of the most impactful scenes I've ever seen in anime. Um, there's one at the, there's one towards the end where the, where the characters in the story have very tough lives. Mm -hmm. They're all very flawed. One of them's like an alcoholic, alcoholic. I almost said alcoholist, <laughs> an alcoholic. And, who has like a busted up family life, children that he doesn't know where they are, things like that, you know? And there's a scene towards the end of season one of this anime where the that, that character is telling, he's giving a performance and he's basically recounting the difficulty of his life in the performance. And it's just mind blowing. Like not only is the voice acting freaking crazy, like mm. unbelievable. I mean, these, these actors, they're, they're giving, Dakugo performances, which the whole thing is your is is basically your at your voice. Yeah, you don't even stand up doing this. It isn't like you're running around with props. You're sitting on your knees like Saison style, not even moving. It is so it isn't like you're. It's not like you have puppets or anything like you're that. Not, you're not you're doing, just telling a story. You're not Gallagher. You're not telling jokes and smashing watermelons. You're you're sitting. You know what Saison is, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you have every. It's all tucked under you. Yeah. Sitting down, not moving, no props, just your voice. That's so maybe good. gesturing with your hands, but that's about it. And you have these voice actors and actresses. It's actors because they're all men in this. But the voice actors, they have to be capable of giving a performance like that to even have the role. I mean, that is craziness. Yeah. Not only that, some of these scenes are just like they're like they're like breathtaking, like eye watering. You ever listen to music that has such an effect on you that you just can't help but like have a tear roll down your face? Yeah. This is like that. It's like a moment where your breath is taken away, where you, where you, where you realize that you're crying and you're just watching it. And it's just like the most, some of the moments are just so captivating that you'll never forget them. And the characters in this feel so real and have so much life to them. Like there's so much, they're not like these shallow make-believe characters like you get in, in rom-coms or whatever sometimes. Mm -hmm. These are like people with flaws, with, with, with histories that are battling demons, that are trying their best to survive, that are just doing their best to be people. And like the realness of them makes this anime amazing. Drop the mic. <laughs> don't drop the mic. Drop the expensive. Mic. Drop the mic. No, don't do it. <laughs> okay. Go watch it. Show again, Lord Akugo Shinju. It's not an action anime. It's not a com. Wait, it has some comedy in it. It's not an action anime. It's not violent. It has no boobs. But I mean, it. No boobs. It's it's art. Zero out of it's, ten. It's art. I don't know what else to say. Number thirty-seven. Number thirty-seven is probably another Mitsugi joint. Absolutely. It is Future Boy Conan. This anime should be in the top fifteen, probably. Well, I've never. I've seen a, like an episode or something of it. Well, this anime is from 1978. Like, mm -hmm. Isn't that the one with the boy on the island, basically? Yep. Yeah, okay. It's Miyazaki's... The one only of, television series he ever did. One of his first... It might be his only, but one, definitely one of his first works ever, and it was a 26-episode anime series. I'm pretty sure... I feel like it's the only TV series he ever did. I, I, I can't Google it, because the internet's not on. But, yeah, uh, the internet's down. But uh, I feel like I remember hearing that. Dude, it is... Oh my God. I mean, it's just like, first of all, for 1978, it looks better than, than a lot of stuff. And it's a, it's a post-apocalyptic anime. Surprise Miyazaki yeah. man versus nature. The anime starts with the story of how the man destroyed the earth basically. Mm -hmm. And then you have these like 
one you have a scientist who's left over who survived and he's along he's he's like on this almost like a master roshi type island mm-hmm. and there's a boy with him who i think is it's his grandkid but maybe it's it's not really his grandkid it's just some kid they're on an island together. some young kid and there's like that's not creepy the kid is super strong hmm. so he can like he's almost like a goku he can like dive into the ocean swim underwater for like five minutes with a spear and kill a shark and I drag that sucker back. Of this, <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then, and then like there's like a nuclear bomb sitting in like their house because it's disarmed or whatever or some shit. I don't know. But like, but then there's this evil organization that's trying to take over what's left of the world. And you have Conan who's just like this innocent boy who wants things to be who who's who's the embodiment of nature really mm-hmm. and so you have man who is the bad guy and you have nature who's 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 conan and it's him like gimli or whatever the whatever the crazy guy is with the spear that he makes friends with like gimli from lord of the rings yeah he, he has a name like jim gypsy or jimly or, or jizzly or something like that jizzly <laughs> and then there's a girl whose name is lana and she has like special power and then the bad guys are after her and he's protecting her and simultaneously trying to like help people and be a, be good and and it has some really great scenes in it. Like there's a scene where Conan is chained. He's he's shackled to a block of cement and he and there's a shipwreck and he because the world's mostly covered in water and he's he falls off the boat or whatever. All right. And he's sitting at like the bottom of this I don't know hundred feet down or whatever tied like shackled to this block of concrete and he can't, he can't get out. Mm-hmm. And the girl, Lana, I think her name is Lana. I can't remember exactly. But like she swims down, down to the bottom and like breathes for him, like gives him a breath of air mm-hmm. and like helps him escape. Like there's just some amazing scenes in this anime. And for such a historical, this is like part of anime's history. Like Miyazaki's, yeah. in Miyazaki's youth, he made this as a TV series. I mean, don't people, don't you want to see that? That's it's how, almost yeah. like something you feel like you need to see because of how unique it is. Right. And it is, aside from that, really good. And very action packed and very entertaining. Hmm. Very, it's a very, very, very nice show. Sounds awesome. Number, number thirty six. <laughs> number thirty six is uh, Escaflone, which is yet another show Ugh. that I have not seen. All right. Well, I guess this is. Although I know a lot about it because everybody else has seen it. Yeah. Um, Vision of Escaflone is special for a number of reasons. One is because the production value is madness on this, on this anime. I mean, it came out in like 1995, I think, but first of all, the music is Yoko Kano. Yeah. Cro- crossed with, um, oh my God. I can't remember her name. <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it in a second. Um, but she has, it's, it's, it's Yoko Kano. Cross with um, Sakamoto. May, um, shit, I, I'm so old. I can't remember anything. I don't know. I think of her name, but she's one of the most famous pop stars in Japan's history. Okay. And some of the music in this anime, and and and, and they wanted to do other things together too. Um, they did a lot of a lot of the music for Record of Lodos War, mm. but like the music in this anime is on a short list of undeniably the greatest music you ever hear in an anime. Up there with Sakawa Bebop. Surprise, okay. Yoko Kano again. Yeah. And probably... <sighs> Samurai Shampoo. No, not really. <laughs> um, I don't I don't even know what else to put in there other than this and Cowboy Bebop. I mean, that's how above and beyond everything else I've heard this is. Mm, yeah, I'm trying to think of other shows with like iconic music. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I just don't know, to be honest. Macross? <laughs> I just don't know. I mean, like, it's that good. The art and the production value, the the mecha designs are, are ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, completely ridiculous. It's this crazy fantasy anime with mecha, and it's not like the bullshit mecha that are, like, powered by nothing that can fly around in space for 500 years at light speed. It's, like, the kind that I like, where you can see their, like, machine parts yeah, moving and stuff. like, based in realism. They're, like, they're like, a sword will slice open the mech's, like, armor on its arm, and underneath, they'll show you, like, the gears and the machine machinery, like, whizzing around in there. Oh, cool. And it's, like, you, it's almost like they're made out of clockwork, you know? And I love that, like, real mm. the realistic robots. Yeah. And you have that crossed with an amazing fantasy story, um, a romance story. It's just mm, Vision of Escaflowne is and it's tight too. Like it's 26 episodes, but it is tight. Like there's not a yeah. bunch of bullshit in it. Awesome. I got to look up this girl's name. I, I feel like an I feel like a, a I've let every, the world down. Number 35. Number 35 is one that I had on my list. I doubt you had it on yours. Oh, um, it makes me want to cry that this is higher than Escaflowne. You know what? It doesn't matter, dude. It is uh, Samurai Shampoo. I love Samurai Shampoo, um, and I feel like a lot of lis- a lot of listeners also did it. You know, we, I think most of us kind of were introduced to it on Toonami. Um, it's uh, so Samurai Shampoo. I guess for those that don't know, which I feel everybody knows, is uh, it's 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 a story about kind of a a like wild kind of like almost Ronin type samurai character and a very kind of strict and buttoned up and by the books type samurai character. I yes. had her last name right. It's Maya Sakamoto and she's amazing. Like oh. Maya Sakamoto is a goddamn songstress. Just so to have her voice cross with Yoko Kano, yeah. oh, just incredible. Just kill me now. So, yeah, so Samurai Shampoo is it's it's uh, made by the same guy who made um Cowboy Bebop. It was kind of like the next I guess really big thing that he did after that. Mitsuki has zero interest in this whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but you've seen it at least, right? I've seen most of it, yeah. I just okay. don't like it. You don't like it? No, I think it's mostly filler. Well, I mean, Cowboy Bebop is mostly filler. And I criticized it heavily for that also. Okay, well. Um, I don't hate it. Yeah. I think it has a lot of style. I think that's why people like it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's it's very stylish. The, the music's great. The animation is very good. Listen, it's been established that I'm a grumpy bastard. Mm-hmm. And anything that you like, I am happy you like it. And okay. feel free to vote for anything you want. Okay, I, I I'm, for, I'm being for real. I will. I'm being I'm being authentic. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I, to me it was it was a lot of fun. It's very well animated. The music I love. It's you know kind of like hip hop integrated with um you know old school like samurai stuff. So like some of the fight scenes like had like you know break dancing and whatnot into them. So it's like it's a really fun show to watch. Um. And it's, it's and it's well animated, but it's also like there are some really deep moments in this in the show. Like there's one. Uh, scene in particular that always comes to mind and it is when um, is it, I guess Mugen is uh, the kind yeah, of wild, Mugen. Yeah. yeah he's the crazy one yeah so it's him like he's kind of like uh, having to face his past and some bad decisions that he's made and 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 things like that and he, so he's kind of like coming to it, it's like it's kind of come back to bite him and so he's in this really terrible situation and he ultimately ends up um, I guess like falling off of a cliff into like the water and I um and I think he's like they're executing him or something like that. It's been a long time since I watched mm. it. And as he's like sinking to the bottom of the water and dying, basically his, you know, some of he's, it's not, it's kind of like his life is flashing before his eyes, but it's really like more him just coming to peace with, with death and with, you know, just coming to terms with every, all, all of the mistakes he's made in life. And it plays this song as he's drowning um, and it is called, I want to say it's called like Obokuri Emui or something like that. And it's like, Oh, 
B O K U R I, and then it's like E U M I or something like that. Um, anyways, I'm sure you can find it. And it is, it's this like old Japanese lady singing kind of a, um, like what do they call those like old songs? They would like sing in like fields and stuff like that. I, you know what I'm talking about? No, no, I don't. I'm trying, but I have no idea. It's like, it's like, it's this really old, like kind of folk song, but it's just like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a really like sweet moment and very, it's a, it's a beautiful moment. Like it's shot really well, not shot really well. It's animated really well. And it's, uh, it's very kind of compelling. So there's, there's a lot of those moments in there, but yeah, there's also just like the fun, you know, we're going to tear crap up and have crazy fight scenes with swords and kicks and all that. So yeah, Samurai Shampoo, a show that I really enjoy. All right. We should speed it up a bit. Um, number 34. Number 34 was not on my list. Not on mine either. It was on Kimiko's list. I don't even know how this is on here. Is it even done? I don't think it's done. I think it's got a couple episodes left. All right. Ancient Magus Bride. I have no idea how it's on here. Ancient Magus Bride is a good show. All right, let's just skip this so, one. So, well, I mean, I'm just... Well, we're going to review yeah, it anyway. Yeah, well, but we haven't reviewed it yet. So I guess Kimiko really loves the show. She put it up high on her list. It seemed like a good opportunity to get back like four minutes Yeah, by just skipping it. Um, I, I don't know. It shouldn't be on here if it's not done. Number 33. 33 is Honey and Clover. Yeah, uh, Honey and Clover is... Oh, man, it's like, I don't know. It's one of those masterpiece character pieces um it, it's by the it has a lot of the same cast that's that march comes in like a lion has i've talked about this anime at length before but it's a coming of age like slice of life story about college college kids like they're in college and mm-hmm. they they're trying to just, they're trying to find their way in life the artwork in this anime is will blow your mind will blow your mind there's the list of people who worked on it are, is massive. I mean, it's not like a normal show where there's, you know, 15 or 20 animators or whatever. Yeah. I'm talking like a hundred, like, like, like movie, like amounts that you would see like from, like from Ghibli, like I'm like movie amounts, crazy craziness, mm-hmm. tons of directors, tons of writers. Like there's a lot of people involved that come together to make this anime great. And there's a second season too. That's also amazing. But this is just, I don't know. It's like one of the, it's like, it's like the, the, one of the best slice of life you'll see. It's, it's the top of its, at the top of its genre. The music is insane. It's super good. There's almost nothing bad to say about it. If, if it's, if that's your kind of show, I mean, it doesn't have violence or fighting, but it has, it's just a slice of life, tons of romance, comedy, comedy stuff, slice of life. And it's just very like deep. Like there's a lot of symbolism going on in it. You know, like they'll like like in the beginning, there's some people riding bicycles and they focus on like the wheels and how um, a lot of these characters in this anime are they're, they're kind of stuck in time because they don't know like what they're doing with their lives or what they're going to like. It's like a lot of college kids. They don't know. You don't you don't know what you're going to do right, with your life. Right. And so you feel like you're kind of stuck in place, like you can't figure out how how to move forward. And then like ultimately some of the characters in the show, they'll figure out what they want to do with their lives. And they'll have like this symbolism where you'll see like the bicycle wheel will start to turn. And it's like, (laughs) and it's like, you know, that they're starting to figure, figure out their lives. And it's like, it's a thing that we've all, a place that we've all been, Mm -hmm. you know, and some people will never figure it out. But like, um, but this anime is just very thoughtful and is a work of art. So, um, number 32, number 32 is Anohana which uh, was on your list, I assume? Negative. No, well, that was on Kimiko's list because it wasn't on mine. I don't know anything about it. Mm, I know it's a slice of life, like romance show. All right. I think it's, I think it's at least, uh, it's in that, it's in that ballpark. I'm sure it's great then, but it wasn't on either of our (laughs) lists. Number 31. Number 31 is Cross Game, which also was not on my list. All right, so Cross Game is one of mine. I think it's, it's, 
I think it's at the top of the sports genre, in my opinion. I mean, it has a first episode that's very reminiscent of the first episode of Yu Hakusho, where there's a boy and a girl, and they're very close, and they they're both they both play baseball, and they're very. It's almost like lovey stuff, but like they're not, they haven't, it hasn't, it hasn't matured into that yet. And then there's like a bunch of friends in the neighborhood that also play baseball with them. And then the girl is part of a family that has four girls. And so, the, and so like sort of the symbol for the anime is a, is a four, is a four leaf clover because it represents the four girls right off the bat in the anime, the youngest daughter drowns in the river, in a river. Oh, and geez. most of the people in the anime are very connected to that family. It's, the boy main character, obviously, they're like they're the fa- the families are friends, and then there's kids in the, in the neighborhood that are all they're all friends with each other, and they have a scene in the anime, and a- after they make you fall in love with the with the girl, by the way, mind mm-hmm. you, they make you see her funeral, and like a lot of the kids in the neighborhood are like on their hands and knees, just like bawling it out, crying their eyes out, and. It's, this is one of those shows where you know a show is good when it takes one episode to just drag you in and just crush you too. I mean, if it, they'll drag you in and then, and, they'll, and then they'll do what they want with you. I mean, they're either going to like crush you and make you cry or, or they're going to do something uh, nice for you. But in this case, they do both because Cross Game is amazing. And it has a very nice balance of sports and sort of slice of lifey romance stuff. So it has both of those in it and also a very well drawn show. So if you like sports, this is a, this is a must watch. Um, I don't know. I, the more I think about it, the more I think it's just like stellar, like amazing. Okay. Number 30. Number 30 is a big one. It's Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. So Dragon Ball Z uh, <coughs> to me is like, need we even talk about it? Yeah. I mean, what is it? It's, it is we arguably sure, we, the most important anime of all time. We sort of just did talk about it. Yeah. I mean, we talked about Dragon Ball and, and Dragon Ball Z is, I mean, it's, it's, it's the most iconic anime of all time, the most important anime of all time, but it's probably the most watched anime of all time. But it's not something I separate in my mind. Like, it's not like when when you say Dragon Ball, I don't think, Oh, Dragon Ball, but not Dragon Ball Z. See, I do because to me, Dragon Ball Z was the first, that I mean, I think Dragon Ball did come to the States, but like nobody knew what it was when it, cause it, I remember being a very young child and remembering seeing an image on the television of, I think it was like Puar or something like that. And Yamcha Puar, no one likes from him. Dragon Ball and, but not knowing what it was, I was too young, but Dragon Ball Z is kind of like what really came over to the States and blew up, which is crazy because the first episode of Dragon Ball Z kind of assumes that you already know who all these people are, but like all the fans in the States had no clue who they were because they hadn't seen Dragon Ball before. Can you believe that like there was a time in Dragon Ball where Puar and Yamcha mattered? Yeah. They don't matter in Dragon no, Ball Z. Nope. Nope. But so it's like Dragon Ball Z was the first to really kind of come to the States and blow it up. And it, it, I feel like it introduced anime to a large amount of people. Like, of course, there had been anime that have come before that and that people probably started with like, you know, Macross and stuff like that. But oh, oh, Dragon Ball Z kind of blew the whole thing open and is without that. I mean, who knows? Podcast might even be here. Anime might not even exist. <laughs> that's mean, true. That, that's yeah. absolutely a true statement. Because yeah. even though there were a lot of anime on, on Adult Swim or on on Toonami, mm-hmm. my main love was Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah. Of course. I can't say I was as enthusiastic about Sailor Moon or Tenshi Muyo or one of those other ones. Yeah. It was Dragon Ball. That was like the shit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's the most important anime, the most iconic anime of all time. And it, to not have it on the list would be a disservice. 
in my opinion. Number 29. Number 29. Finally, Mitsugi gets some some sweet vindication with crest slash banner of the stars. Well, not really, because I think it deserves to be much higher. The numbers don't matter, dude. Oh, uh, really? We've had this discussion okay, already right. several times. So, uh, crest banner of the stars based off of a series of light novels, which I've read, and they're pretty good. Um, it's the story of... Jinto and Lafiel, who both have names that are ridiculously long. I won't even. It's like yeah, right. It's, it's like, like Jinto, Lin, Rock, Sue, Hyde, something, something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, their names include like what what like solar system they're from, what their position is, what their family name is, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But this is like um, you know, how space we, opera. You know how we don't get space operas anymore. No. Period. No, this is one of those where that. In the the first, there's like a there's a very like obvious under love story undertone between Jinto and Lafiel, but they but it's mostly about a war between the Ob and the the humankind empire Ob mm-hmm. and 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 the United Mankind. So in this in this anime, wait, hu- hold on, the humankind empire and then the United Mankind. So it's two different human. They're basically groups. basically the humankind empire of Ob are genetically modified humans. Oh, okay. That they're they're like notoriously beautiful. They have, they live like a really long time. Mm-hmm. They've, they've worked out like they've eliminated most of the genetic flaws, like diseases and stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they have like a bluish looking skin. Um, they look, they look a little different to differentiate them. In fact, most, in fact, pretty much the entire series, the humankind or the, the United Mankind is completely faceless. Like you don't see them at all. Oh, interesting. And, but they're probably just the normal humans. Yeah. They're just, I, you presume they're normal humans. Okay. And in the anime, Crest of the Stars, they start a gigantic war between the two sides when um, when two groups of ships from all from, from opposite, you know, empires or whatever come across each other in space and the battle breaks out and a ship is and, and a very important ship is destroyed. OK. And the, uh, the humankind empire of Ob is like unstoppably powerful. They've conquered like a, like most of the solar system, most of the galaxy even. Right. And. This and that kicks off a huge war between the two sides that goes through Banner and Banner of the Stars two and Banner and the Banner of the Stars two I include here because they're all one series basically, but that whereas Press of the Stars shows the beginning of the war and then the characterization between Jinto and Lafiel Banner of the Stars and Banner of the Stars two are mostly about the actual war. So there's a lot of time spent on like the bridge in combat, mm. strategizing, moving the pieces around on the board that like, you know how they have like the giant war board, yeah, yeah. moving the pieces around, showing you how they're going to like, you know, take out the enemy, laying traps, like stuff like that. Like a lot of military tactical things. And it's just a unique show. I mean, I, I've, I haven't, I've yet to run across anything else like it. Awesome. Maybe that's because we don't have very many space. Yeah. Operas. There's not, a, there's I mean, gosh, yeah, barely any. So that's, that's that okay. you should watch it. If you like sci-fi. Oh my God, people. Yeah. Like, I feel like I definitely oh need to God. watch it. I just wish I had more time to I, watch. It. I actually think you would love it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I would. Yeah. It, it, it's very, um, as big of a star Wars fan as I am. Like, how could I not love that? Yeah. Space time bubbles and like, you know, right. we're going to merge with the space time bubble in three, two, one. And then there's like, shit and they'll come in and then there's like a battlefield and ships are just like lasering each other and shit. There's like space time mines flying around, blowing up ships. That sounds awesome. It's, it is pretty awesome. All right. Let's see. Not to mention the, the the scene that kicks off the war is one ob ship versus ten human ships, and trying to watch the ob ship strategize and take out ten other ships at once. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. It's cr- it is a crazy scene. Um, number twenty eight. Number twenty eight is quite possibly my favorite sports anime of all time. Hmm. 
Um, now, granted, I haven't seen them all. There's one sports anime that I've only seen the first season of that I absolutely loved, which I unfortunately couldn't put on the list because I haven't seen it all. And that is uh, Major. So Yeah, it is, it is long. Yeah, I thought about putting it on my list, but I've only seen the first season, so it wouldn't be right. Uh, but the show that did make the cut is Haikyuu. Surprise, surprise, Haikyuu. Um, which I feel like I've talked about a million times and, and Kimiko probably more so than that. Uh, it's I don't just, see how this isn't higher, actually. Yeah, right? Because I feel like she put it really high and I put it really high. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Uh, either way, it doesn't matter. Um, so Haikyuu is, you know, it's a show about obviously a, a, a volleyball team, um, high school volleyball team. And it's just the, 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 the sport itself is fun to watch in the anime. Like it's well animated. There's like really cool, like strategy that they use and all that. Like it, it's, it, it's entertaining to watch the game, but the show is more so about the characters like you, and you really kind of fall for all of the characters and you care so much about them succeeding, not just like the main cast of care, like the main crew, the main team, but all the other, why are you shaking your head? No football game. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you were disagreeing with me, but, um, so it's not just the main characters that you care about, but it's all the side characters. Like there's all these other high school teams that are playing as well and they get like an episode, maybe two episodes of backstory, but like they're just so well written and so compelling that I know why Haikyuu is so low. Why is that? <laughs> there's two Haikyuu's on here Oh. and you guys spelled them differently. And oh, I, one and with I didn't, one U and one with two U's. And I didn't U's? notice when I was aggregating them. So one of them has exclamation marks and one does not. Oh, you'll see if you look down a few more, you'll see them. You'll see the other one. Oh, wait. what? So if you were to combine them together, oh, damn, it would actually have a weighted score of one point three. One point, uh, one point three three, which which, which would have made it number number five, number four, number five. Number, yeah. Okay. So we got to fix the list. So you know what? So, Let's skip high Q for now. Okay. We'll come back to it. We'll put it on the right spot and then get back to it on okay. the next episode. Number number twenty seven, which is actually technically twenty eight, <laughs> um, is Horo Musico. Which um, is one of yours, I guess. No. Oh, this not. is definitely Kimiko. I should probably put it like number one. Oh, I've never seen it. I don't. Um, it's, it's like a gen, it's about gender roles, I think. Okay. I don't know. I think it's about a, about a, a I'm sure it's great. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. <laughs> so number, oh, go ahead. Number 26. This is the last one we're going to do today. Technically number 27. Technically number 27. Yeah. So I guess we should probably do one more after this because uh, we're moving high down the list. So sure. we want to do 26 today. Sure. Um, so they're both, they're both shows that I put on here. Okay. So number 27 is now and then here and there now and then here and there. Um, I'm the only person alive who's seen this. Um, probably the, <laughs> the um, only person alive. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Um, okay. this is, um, yeah, is this the one where the girl is like captured and the boy has to go and save her and, um, no, well, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot there's of shows like, some like really that. Really messed up stuff that happens. A lot of messed up stuff. Okay, yeah, I remember this. So it, it's about a boy who there's a. It's about a boy who's a normal kid, and some military forces from another world enter his world for some reason, and ultimately, I think they're looking for water or something, and ultimately, he tries to stop them from doing from. They're destroying a bunch of like buildings and things inadvertently. Mm-hmm. And he ends up getting pulled into their world and probably wishes he hadn't been because he's immediately captured and tortured very aggressively. And it's a war. It's a world that is just covered. It's just completely destroyed by war. 
And amidst all of it, there is a, a crazy ruler who uh, who rules over this fortress called Hellywood. That Hellywood. Hellywood. Okay, that's a little cheesy. Well, that's what it's, that's what it's called. Like and, Hollywood, but hell. Uh. I don't know if that's what they're going for or not, but it okay. certainly doesn't resemble Hollywood. Um, and they just do terrible things. Like they'll go raid villages and kill all the adults and, and kidnap the children to train them and then they make them into soldiers mm-hmm. or they'll take the women too. And they'll rape them and make more, more babies to make more soldiers. Like Jeez. this is like a no bullshit show. Yeah. Like don't expect any of your fluffy anime stuff in this anime. Yeah. Cause you won't find it. Um, there's a scene where, He's in prison with another girl named Sarah and she is dragged out of her prison cell and he doesn't know why. And then they bring her back and just kind of throw her in there and her throw her lifeless body back into the prison cell. And, you know, she's been like raped for hours by soldiers because they're trying to impregnate her to make more soldiers, which horrific as it is, I don't think is necessarily an unrealistic thing in wartime. Mm hmm. I mean, maybe not today, because I think even today war might be softer than it ever was. But like, think about like 100 years ago, trying to make a baby for to have another soldier. Probably not a stretch. Right. And there's a scene and it's just it's just such a friggin and, and the but the anime is like, there's so many good themes in it. Um, there's a scene where Sarah is going to take it out to get raped again and she's had enough of it. And she ends up killing the soldier who's going to rape her by she bashes his head in with his she hits him over the head with like a pot or something and then bashes his head in with the with the end of his rifle Jeez. and kills him yeah and escapes takes his keys and escapes the fortress and like i've, st- I've talked about this moment before but there's this moment where she steps out into this desert at night and like it's you can tell it's cold and she's like breathing her first breath of fresh air in years mm-hmm. and just that that scene is just not to be like funny because of the moment, but it's breathtaking. She's mm-hmm. taking her first breath in, in a long time and it's just breathtaking. And there's so many good themes that go out through the good throughout the story that it's just, oh, I don't even know how to begin talking about it. No one, nobody will get through episode like four anyway, because it's so aggressive that like yeah. you'll probably quit anyway. It's really hard to watch, especially for women. Yeah. But like you may, you're probably going to walk away actually. And in, in today's political climate, yeah, even worse than it was, but I recommend everybody watch it. It's short. It's 12 episodes. Go watch it. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a good it's a good show. I mean the the character development is amazing. Okay, I'll say that. Uh, number twenty six. Number twenty six, uh, which is the last one we're going to do today, is also a Mitsuki joint. Yeah, that is Space Brothers. It's Space Brothers. Uchi and, and Kyodai. You guys, like that, right? You Uchu Kyodai. Uchu Kyodai. You guys should have seen this anime. Um, it's about a bro- it's about two brothers and when they're when the, when they are children they make a promise to go to the moon together and fast forward 25 years or whatever and one brother is actually an astronaut training to go to the moon and the other brother is working in a car factory doing like um like testing or something and he and and then one day he realizes that like I'm doing nothing with my life and I want to go pursue my dream and so the one so the brother who was the car worker or whatever quits his job and starts pursuing becoming an astronaut and the show takes takes you through the entire process of what it takes to become an astronaut like what that entails exactly and and it's like it's it's funny and the characters are great and it's well researched and it's it's a smartly written show and and um and then ultimately like the one brother does get to go to the moon later in the show and those scenes are amazing the only the only drawback to to that that would not make space brothers like a complete masterpiece is that it doesn't have an it's not a complete ending 
um, they, for whatever reason, decided to just end it like on episode 99 and it just stops. Oh, that is, that sucks. And yeah, because the story never gets completed and, but almost everything about this show is incredible. It has like Muta is one of the most lovable characters I've ever seen in, a, in an anime. I mean, it truly is amazing. And, um, that's about all just for the sake of time. I'm going to stop there. All right. So we are very long on the next episode. We will, uh, complete the top 50 anime of all time and we will go through I fix the, the list. We'll fix the list. And, uh, We'll, we'll, uh, yeah, get to all that. Uh, in the meantime, though, we're going to take a news break before we get to our review. And of course, we have another in-show weekly trivia question. The question is a, another one of those name that anime. It says, after witnessing the suicide bombing of a terrorist girl, Constable Kazuki Fuse becomes haunted by her image and is forced to undergo re- retraining for his position in the Capitol's police special unit. However, unknown to himself... He becomes a key player in a dispute between capital and local police forces as he finds himself increasingly involved with the sister of the very girl he saw die. That is a long synopsis, but we will name that anime just after the break. Stick around and we'll see you then. Mitsugi, I'm back, and it's time for more anime news. Getting us started off, Netflix has added some new anime titles for your enjoyment. They have added the films Fairy Tale Dragon Cry, also Dragon Ball Z Battle of the Gods, and Dragon Ball Z Resurrection of F, the latter of the two being quite good. So if you are a fan of Dragon Ball at all, Resurrection of F is a quality movie. So Netflix continuing to pile on more and more anime content for your enjoyment now and throughout next year. And next up, there have been a little bit of news releases about the upcoming Dragon Quest Builders game. For those of you that played the original Dragon Quest Builders, you know how cute and fun that game was, and you know how huge of a fan I am of that title. It was a big success in Japan, and as such, the company Square Enix is releasing another Dragon Quest Builders game, and it will release on Nintendo Switch on March 1st. So it looks like the protagonist of this game is actually a female character, unless I'm completely off base on that claim. The company is also streaming new promo- new promotional videos for the Switch version of this game. Um, apparently, that a demo for the game will launch in February. So if you're a huge fan of Dragon Quest Builders like I am, you will want to pick up that game when it comes out, when it's ready, on whatever console you happen to have. And next up, there's a little bit of news about live-action Hollywood's adaptation of One Piece. It looks like Eiichiro Oda's One Piece manga is going to start its Hollywood live-action television series in the Blue East arc and will quote-unquote broaden from there. So for those of you that know what that means, you probably are very excited about live-action One Piece. Um, uh, the person doing the interview also stated that the series promises to create a quote-unquote a true One Piece after he discussed the project with the original creator of the series. I have no idea what that means, but there is One Piece live-action content coming out of Hollywood, which seems very odd to me, and I hope that for the sake of One Piece that it is quite good. And now rounding us out, many of you love and remember the anime franchise Full Metal Panic being a huge hit in over the last 15 years or so with several series that have come out. Well, there have been some new promotional visuals that have been released for the upcoming Full Metal Panic series titled Invisible Victory. 
there have been some pretty interesting looking promo arts coming out with some badass mecha battle scenes and also a cast of both the heroes and the villains of the, of the new season. The new cast of the, se- of the series includes Tomokazu Sugita as Lee Fowler, Masaki Totomosa as Wilhelm Casper, Marina Inoue as Sabina Rechinio, Aya Uchida, Uchida as Sachi Shinohara, and several others. The anime was originally slated to premiere this fall, but is now coming out in the spring of 2018, and I have no doubt will be one of the most anticipated anime of that season. Returning cast members include the voice of Sosuke Sagara, Kaname Chidori, Kyoko Tokiwa, and most of the other important characters from Fullmetal Panic, so most of your favorite voices are intact. This has been Mitsugi, and this was your second anime news break. Now, of course, it's time to get back to the podcast. You'll never believe what happened at the bar the other day. This couple walked in. Uh-huh. And they pulled out their phone and started showing me pictures. And so they had this cucumber and they put it right up. Whoa, the- stop. Save it for the hentai episode. Oh, yeah, totally. Hey, Mitsugi. Yeah, Chiaki. Have you been keeping up with Persona 5? No, I fell behind, actually. Dude, the end of the game is completely insane. We have to talk about it, like, right now. Well, let's do it on the hobby addicts. Hey, You. Yeah, you though, the listener. Want to know what we're talking about? Then go to aaapodcast.com slash join to get after parties, hentai episodes, and more. Yep, almost eight extra episodes of content a month for less than a dollar an episode. Go to aaapodcast.com slash join to become a true addict. And we are back to the 401st episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Uh, of course, before we left you, we had an in-show weekly trivia. I'll question. read it this time since so right, you complained say, last It's time. a long one. It's not that long. After witnessing the suicide bombing of a terrorist girl, Constable Kazuki Fuse becomes haunted by her image and is forced to undergo retaining his position, retraining for his position as the in the capital's police special unit. However, unknown unknown to him, he becomes a key player in a dispute between the capital and the local police forces as he finds himself increasingly involved with the sister of the very girl he saw die, Jinro the Wolf Brigade. It's a good one. It is good. Yeah, I've seen that. Even though it's metaphor for a little for little red little riding hood, is a little a little strong handed. A little on the nose. Yeah, they, they don't they don't uh, sugarfoot around. A little. Yeah, it's well. It's I think at one lot. point they actually say little like little red riding hood. I mean, like they Jesus, they heaven, people. All right, so before we get into our anime review, we've got a five star review. For iTunes review. That's right. Of course, you can head over to iTunes, leave us a five star review, help us become the most powerful anime podcast of all time. Of all the time. <laughs> um, this spot, this uh, review comes from Pika Poop. 
which is hilarious. Well, since you love it so much, and, you can read it. And uh, it says here in the subject line, the best anime podcast to listen to. I agree. Goddamn right it is. It says here, I recently discovered this podcast by just typing anime into the search bar. LOL. That's exactly how I found listen, it. Listen, you know what? I will say that we're, being the best anime podcast yes. is subjective. Is it though? But we're probably the only <laughs> anime podcast to have 400 episodes in eight years. That's true. And we're match in, that. And also to be completely independent. That's true. Now there are podcasts bigger than us, but they're all like owned by mega corporations. You mean like the IGN podcast of, that lasted like? I don't think that one's not going anymore. No, it died, and oh. like they only lasted like forty episodes. Oh well, rest in peace. Which is, I'm, I'm just, I'm just rest in peace. But I'm just saying, oh, people, I love you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? We've been here. I'm, I've been here. We've, we've been here for you. We've been here for you for eight years, Massaging and we will, your ears. I will continue to have my fingers in your ears for eight more years. That's you may never terrifying. hear. You may never hear again. Oh God, I'm scared. All right, so uh, Peekaboop says, I recently discovered the podcast by typing anime into the search bar, which is exactly how I did. Um, and I'm so glad I did. Mitsugi, Kazuo, Chiaki, and Kimiko are hilarious to listen to. And I got to sneeze. Oh, no. Oh, God. Uh, must avoid sneezing. All right, I'm good. Sexy voices. Oh, sorry. And have, some, and have those soothing. Sexy voices. Yeah, that's right. I appreciate the... I feel like... The variety of opinions that you get from the hosts. And the banter and the random off-topic quips are... Always a treat as well. The AA is the podcast to listen to, especially if you ever want to get laid. Wait, what? Wait, wait, sorry. <laughs> um, interact with the fellow anime addicts in the community. That's right. I think, you know what? That might be the best thing about our podcast is our community. We are pretty um, connected. Yeah. So we love you all. Thank mm -hmm. you for listening. Review time. It is review time. We're going to be reviewing Gamers, which is a show that I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't you watch. You didn't watch. I watched I, the first watched episode it. and then I worked all day, every day. I watched it. All right, I watched this entire anime from start to finish, blazed. Oh no, I was absolutely everybody buckling. Gone. I was gone, but fortunately, this anime isn't. Uh, it it could be it could have been one episode long. Okay, <laughs> I'll just say that. Okay, it's cute. I I didn't actually hate this show. Um, uh, I thought I was gonna hate it for sure, but as I started watching it, some of the comedy in it is really funny. Okay. And that and that and that's what saved it for me. So what's the show about? All right, so it's about a group of people. Mainly, it's about a boy. I'm gonna get all their. I can't even look up their names. Oh Damn, no, it's out. Hold on, I think I can. The names are what I struggle with the most. Um, for some reason, the main boy's name is Amano, I think, and he is basically the main character, I guess. And he's he's this loner, and he, he's he's in this school, and there's a gaming club. And it's pretty obvious that he's a gamer because he runs into the president of the gaming club, whose name is Tendul. Now, when you say gaming club. It's like, like they, video game. Yeah, their their mission is to become better at games. Yes. So he meet, he finds her in like a in like a game store, and she invites him to join her gaming club, to which he declines, which drives her crazy. And he declines because he says that they're too focused on winning, and he wants he plays games because he likes to have because he wants to have fun. He just wants to have fun. He doesn't want to get all competitive with it. Yeah. So. But that, it's not really what the anime is about. Um, so this anime is a love pentagram. Oh, God, no. Is this um, a harem show? No, it's not. Okay. It's a love pentagram. Oh, so like there's legit. guys and girls in love with one another and conflict. It, it and basically feels like a polyamory group. Oh. We're like, oh. we're like, I am in love with two people in this group. And, go on. and ev each, every person in the five-person group is in love would, with at least two people in the group. Would you say they're playing games with each other's hearts? They are. But mostly because they are dumb and can't communicate. Well, okay. So so it starts off, there's a boy 
named uh, Uhara or something. And uh, there's a, yes, Uhara. Uhara, and there's a girl named Aguri. And she's like a very cute girl. And how they met is, is irrelevant here. But this is how this show goes. Okay? Shout out to Oiso. Oiso is the girl that you see in the first episode. And from what I hear, you never see again. She's like the fighting girl, fighting game master that oh. gives him her fight pad. I don't know, man. Um, I was so high. I only saw the first episode. That's I, all I know. And my memory is spotty. So um, this, this is how this anime goes. You will be having a hamburger at a McDonald's and across the street, you will see a girl that you like and the guy that you know, and the guy will have his hand on her shoulder and you just assume that they're in a, that they're in a relationship. There's like in, in about five episodes in this anime, the first five episodes, there are about a hundred love mis- misunderstandings where somebody will just somehow assume that two people are, are in a relationship, even though they're not. And so ultimately what you get is that everybody thinks that everybody has at least one misunderstanding about a person liking somebody else. Okay. So like, oh, are these I, high school kids? College? I think so. Yeah. High school. High school. Okay. So it's like, I like this girl or I, I'm dating this girl, but my girlfriend, I saw her like, like rubbing elbows with some guy and he, and from and from like the outside, it looks like she's cheating on me. That's the girl I was talking about, by the way, Nina Oiso. I don't even remember her. She was in the first episode. Yeah. We only see her once. The, uh, yeah, shout out, I guess she's not even in it. <laughs> so like, I, I assume that my girlfriend's cheating on me, but then they'll show you what really happened. And it's just like something that's completely nothing. But then that misunderstanding gets carried on for like a long time. And then like that type of thing happens to, to each of the five characters at least once. And so everyone's all confused. No one knows what's going on. And that's kind of the, that's kind of the show. I mean, uh, to be honest, um, Aguri likes Uehara, but she thinks that Uehara is is with Tendo. Oh no. Okay. Okay. Amano likes um Amano likes Hoshino, but Hoshino thinks that Amano likes Tendo and Aguri. Oh my god. Oh no. Tendo likes Amano, but Tendo thinks that Amano is with Hoshino even though he wants to be but isn't. Are you getting where, you're getting where this is okay. going? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it, that's how the show kind of unfolds and, and it becomes, it becomes awkward towards the end a little because they all start hanging out together in a big group, which makes it feel like polyamory to me because they're all in a group, you know? Right. And like you'll have a scene where two of them are like splashing water at each other, just having fun. Uh-huh. And then the three others are like staring at him with like death glares. Oh God. Because it's like, you know, cause someone, one of the three people that isn't splashing water is in love with one of the people splashing water. And it's just like, you know, you, you, you get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the anime is, it has no ending at all. Okay. There's nothing I can spoil in the show. The ending of this anime is like episode 12. They go to a, they go to an onsen, which reminded me of our trip, which is so awesome. <laughs> and they're like playing, uh, they're playing video we games. We were also all in love with each other. Yeah. So it's really reminds you of the trip. It was you, me, uh-huh. uh, Andrew. Yes. And Enzo. And Enzo, yeah. And uh, and Chippy Rob. But that was a pentagram. Love pentagram. Well, should be Rob in the room with us? No, no, no. I'm just saying it's a love pentagram. Oh, well, it should be Rob, of course. He, we're adding him into the love pentagram. It's a pentagram, but when you add Chibi Rob, it becomes a love pentagram. Oh, that's you right. You see how that works? Oh, I see how it is. You can't have love without Chibi Rob. It's true. So, and then like the end of it is they're trying to... <laughs> you can't spell love without Chibi Rob. It's like, what? There's those like, letters what? don't make it's sense. It's like, what? There's, there's no V in Chibi Rob. Um, and at the end of the episode, they're just, they're having like dinner in their, in their 
and they're at their onsen resort. And the four characters are trying to convince Aguri, the one girl, why video games are so great because she doesn't get it. Okay. She, she's not a gamer. Oh. And so they spend most of the episode trying to convince her why games are so great. And she doesn't get it. And then it just kind of ends. There's like there's really no no point to it. There's no there's no like conflict. The conflict is they all they all don't understand with like the relationships. But there's no resolution to the conflict at all. No, not really. I mean, if they all would just sit down and go what is happening? And it'd be like, they, they, no, they go to a whiteboard and they write each other's names on the whiteboard. Oh, that, oh, that happens in the anime. Cause get characters out of here. On, she, no, I'm dead serious. Cause there are characters in the show that are doing that during class, like on paper, trying to draw like maps to who likes who. That's hilarious. And oddly enough in college, I had a person, my sort, my group, my geek circle in college was about 40 people. Uh-huh. It's pretty big group. Oh, all right. And there was, it was so incestuous in the group. Of course. Not like, not literally incestuous, but like the geeks are always after other geeks. Everybody's hooking up with everybody. Exactly. Well, yeah. Except not really. And um, they're geeks. Because they're geeks. (laughs) So they like each other, but they don't never do anything. They not say anything. And so somebody, one year, like our senior year, somebody went through and was drawing down a huge map of like when that's hilarious. And, like during the last four years, anytime if you liked anybody at any point, someone mm. knew and you made your way onto that map. Yeah. And there, so you would see how many arrows you had to other people and stuff. That's amazing. And I, re- and I recall that I had more arrows to me and coming in and out of me than anybody did. <laughs> well, you're just full of love. I am full of love, but I had crushes on probably two girls and I had like three girls that had crushes on me. So I had like five arrows I did, and some of them I didn't even know. Now, were some of the girls that you had crushes on, did they also? Did, was it, was it? No, it never was. No. Oh. I did have a girlfriend in college. Were the girls that had crushes on you cute? Or was it like, nah, not really my the, thing? The one girl who had a crush on me, the first girl, uh, definitely not. Uh, the second girl, better than the first girl, but I wasn't interested. Still not your type. Uh, the third girl I had a crush on was an Asian girl, of course. Of course. And, but she had a boyfriend. I didn't care. And yep. I went for it anyway, and she didn't want it. Ooh. Then the fourth then the fourth girl <laughs> was a nerd girl. And she was the vice president of our anime club before I was president. And we were watching like... Hajime and Repo together or something. I think it was very romantic. I can't remember. I can't remember what it was exactly, but like I never the scene where he draws on his penis with the Sharpie. It never occurred. And I was like, do you want to draw on my penis with a Sharpie? It, and she was like, no, get away from me. You weirdo. Listen, it never occurred to me why this girl who's, who was a senior when I was a, a sophomore uh-huh. was in this, was like willing to sit in this dark room with me watching anime. And then like, I don't know where we just started making out. Yeah. And then we were like a couple after that. That's anyway, right. this is a huge side tangent. Gamers is a cute anime. Like some of the comedy is spot on. Um, there was a scene, the funniest scene in this anime that had me actually laughing out loud, which doesn't happen often in anime. I sort of laugh internally. usually right. Chuckle quietly to myself. Yeah. Was um, a girl in the class, Tendo, the blonde girl is Amano is coming into the class. He has a huge crush on Tendo, but he doesn't want anybody to know. So he's standing outside the classroom and the guy's like, why do you, what do you need? Like, why are you coming to our classroom? And he's like, well, I have to, I I need to see a girl. And Tendo likes him too. Uh And she's like, and she turns like white, like a, like a sheet of paper when, when, uh, because he goes, oh, but it's not Tendo. Oh, so she's like, he's being really obvious about it, but she's dumb. So she goes, uh, so she turns into like a white piece of paper Mm -hmm. and like, like, like a ghost. And then. He says something else about like why it's not Tendo and she crumbles into like no. sand. She turns into sand and crumbles. He just completely crushed her. Yeah, she she turns into a pile of sand on the floor. Uh-huh. And then he walks across the classroom to say hello to Hoshino or whatever her name is, the green haired girl. And 
walks on top of the sand that is her. And uh-huh. as he's walking over the sand, she's making like owl noises. Oh my God. That's a- <laughs> like, ow, ow. I'm just like, hilarious. this is pretty funny. And when she turns into sand and blows away, she, she actually makes the whoosh sound effect with her. So she, she goes, whoosh. She goes, whoosh. And she just kind of blows away. <laughs> it is, is pretty so, funny. It was that is genius. Like I've seen it done before like that, but not quite that well. Um, and there's, so there's a couple moments in the show that are really, really nicely done comedy. Um, but most of it's like love misunderstandings. Like you normally get in like pent love triangles and shit. Love misunderstandings. So if you, if you like that kind of romance comedy, um, then you'll probably really enjoy gamers. The only thing about it is that while there is a lot of gaming stuff going on, like they do spend a substantial amount of time in arcades like we did in Tokyo. They look just like it. It's, it's, it's yeah, awesome. No, I, from the first episode, I was like, oh man, this reminds me so much of being yeah. in Tokyo. It just don't just don't look for a story because there isn't one in this. It, it, there's no real conflict it, other than the fact that they can't communicate and the, they don't give a shit because there's no ending at all. Like mm. it just it just literally like episode 12 easily could have been episode five. How do you feel? So this is a show about a, people that are in a school group that play games. How do you feel this stacks up against Genshiken, which is another show about us? Well, I haven't of, watched that. You haven't seen Genshiken? No. You have to watch Genshiken. You haven't seen Future Boy Conan? You have to watch yeah, Future Boy Conan. Not as good as Genshiken. I, I'm just kidding. I doubt it. Well, <laughs> I'm kidding. They probably could, they could not be more different. Yeah. Um, it's not a terrible anime, Kazuo. I didn't feel like I died, although I did black out at one point, and I think I was just asleep. Yeah. And You were just really high. Well, marijuana is, is, is tough. Like you, you greened out. That's what they call is it. That, is that what it's called? Green out, yeah. I greened out. Yeah. Like you fall asleep, but you don't even realize you're falling asleep. What? <laughs> it's like you wake up and you're like, oh shit, I fell asleep, but you didn't even feel tired. I don't know, it's weird. I don't know if this is good for you. <laughs> I I think I slept through episode 10 and 11. Okay. But I watched every other episode. I would <laughs> give it, um, simply because it's so like shallow and simple and has no ending, I, I can't give it more than like um, two and a half PSPs out of five. All right. I didn't think it was a terrible show, but I, I it just, there was nothing to it. Like it easily could have been a, th- a, a three episode OVA. Yeah. It might've been better as one actually, because it would have been less bloated. Well, it's currently sitting at a 7.3 on my anime list, which yeah. might as well be a zero because <laughs> like yeah. my anime list scale, yeah. it goes from seven to uh, eight and a half, basically. On my anime list, you could probably, you could pretty much go, an anime is going to be between a seven and an eight. Yeah. And you can measure how many zeros and tens there are that have been, because no one gives anything but a zero or a 10. Right. Right. So if there's lots of zero, if there's more zeros and tens, then it goes below a 7.5. Mm-hmm. If there's more tens and zeros, it gets above an eight, a 7.5. So if this is a 7.3. Yeah. More zeros and tens. Yeah. But yeah, you know, there's a show on my anime list that is below a seven, it is must be horrendous. Must Hor- be like horrendous. If, it, Absolutely. There's, if there's a show above an eight, it might be good. Might be good. <laughs> because it could also be just garbage and some yeah and if it's below a six brace yourself yeah oh i mean there's only a select few shows that are below six get the drugs ready there's like boku no pico is a like below a six i think well they have hentai on there too and well even the hentais are in the sevens a lot of the time yeah so that's gamers um next week there is no podcast because it's christmas but i think that um it's beginning to look a lot like christmas but the following week we will be doing i i just arbitrarily decided it will be kakegurui oh all right Cool. Which, Which is the uh, gambling school show. Yeah. Cool. I'm done. All right. That. So, shall we move on to our mailbags? Let us move on to it's our mailbag. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. Nobody can see me doing this dance anime. anyway. We're not even I'm doing like this weird typing anime. move. Mailbag. Mailbag. All right. So, of course, you can head on over to our. What are you doing? 
Scratching my head? Yeah, well, you're doing it like a, like a monkey or something. Sorry, that's what happens when you have no hair. You look like a you look like a puppy, except you're not using your hind leg. It's it was weird. I don't know. It was it's very strange. Are you gonna re- do the line or not? Oh uh, yeah. That's not what I meant. No, not not that line. I have lots of drops of you saying embarrassing stuff. Oh no, let's hear them. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, this you is have terrible. to squeeze your penis. Yeah, that's not embarrassing. That was a fact. That was science. Hmm. All hail the church of Mitsugi. That's not me. That's some shonen character. Oh, oh, that's you. I don't know who that is. It has your name on the drop button, so I'm guessing it's you. Oh, here we go. N U D Z P L Z. What? Nudes, please. <laughs> it's perfect because of the what? <laughs> All right, read the damn line. All right. Um, the line. There's a line. Yeah. If you want to submit a mailbag. Oh, blah, oh blah. okay. Well, it's, it's, it's not so, nothing to read there. That's you just... guys have been slacking your asses off on mailbags, by the way. Who me? No, no, the, the people, people that writing in mailbags. Oh, okay. Well then, hey, check it out. Go to aapodcast.com. At the top of the screen, there's a mailbag button. Click on it and just drop us a line. Let us know what you think about the show. Let us know your burning questions and, uh, and all that good stuff. Just like Yotaru Vegeta did. Mm-hmm. He writes, AAA hosts, to answer this question, you have to go to a level beyond anime podcaster. Anime podcaster too. I have to go one level beyond. Do-do-do. This is the scene where Goku goes yeah, to Super Saiyan 3. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, In light of recent comments, Dragon Ball Super sucks, Dragon Ball Super is a goatee pleasure, Dragon Ball Super is a cash grab, I think it's time to evaluate, is Dragon Ball Super the worst Ooh, Dragon Ball series ever created? Good question. This will require anyone who, who answers to have watched every Dragon Ball anime, at least some, of the original, of the OG to S, or this mailbag is rendered inert, and it flies off to a random spot on Earth. I hope you brought your mailbag radar. Well done, Yotaro Very Vegeta. nice. Very nice. So I've seen... Yes. I've seen all of Dragon Ball, all of Dragon Ball Z, almost all of GT, and the first... How many how many episodes did I watch? Like I don't think you've episodes? seen very many of Super, but... I saw like 40 saw episodes. some of it. Yeah, I saw quite a bit. I, caught, I saw way more than I should have, because it's dog shit. It's terrible. You're not getting dog shit? <laughs> no, only on Wednesdays. Yeah. There's a drop for that somewhere, too. So, I would say... Hmm... You don't like eating dog shit. Oh, is that all? I guess you, you don't know. like eating dog shit. Oh, I guess you're you're you cut, cut off the answer. Yeah, How dare you? Damn it. Um, GT was pretty freaking terrible. Yeah. The question is super worse than GT. That's hard to say, man. That's like levels of crappiness. Like, all right. So I wrote. I wrote it. I said if you count GT, then GT is worse. Okay. I'm gonna tell you why. All right. If I rank the Dragon Ball series, this is how it goes. Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z Kai, Dragon Ball. I don't really count Kai as different. It's the same. I'm pretty sure Yotaro Vegeta's counting it. All right, all right, all right. I mean, a lot of people would say Dragon Ball Z Kai is the best thing that's that they've done because it's the original Dragon Ball Z we love without all the crap. Yeah, and but, in 16 by 9 high definition. But I just want my original Dragon Ball the, the most. I mean, the original Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Um, then after Dragon Ball, I say Dragon Ball Super. Then I say GT. Because even though you hate Dragon Ball Super, all, although, all fairness, you didn't watch the best section of it. Oh, I'm sorry. I only watched the first 40 episodes, which were all terrible. Man, it's Dragon Ball. No, no, it wasn't. Dude, The Return of Freeze is pretty nice. The movie was nice. It's the same. It's, the, al- it's almost the same exact thing. It's yeah. a little longer. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Return of Frieza, the movie, not that great. Still, it's good. Disagree with you. But there, but there are many other Dragon Ball Z movies that are way better than it. I can't agree. 
I no, that's my opinion. Yeah, that's fine. I just I think that like Dragon Ball Super had some great sections in it. Um, I thought that I would say the content is around 50-50, terrible to to good. Um, the the future trunks coming back in the Black Goku section is quite good. Um, it has the same desperation feel to it that they read that future trunks always had. The return of Frieza I thought was really good. Now, yeah, it, you know you might be right because GT there was nothing really good about it. It wasn't even real. Like it wasn't even a Toriyama. Yeah. So I like Pan though. Well, Pan's in Dragon Ball Super too. Uh, she's yeah. just a baby because she's just born. Yeah, yeah. But like, but the point would be that there are bad sections of Dragon Ball Super, but there are sections of it that are quite engrossing too that had me glued to it. Mm. So you just got to get through the first hundred episodes and then it gets good. No, no. <laughs> When, but does you, it, when does it start getting good? Your opinion is weird to me. Why is my opinion weird? Because you said you have to get through the first hundred episodes, but you've only watched know, like 40 uh, that, of them. That was kind of a bit of a joke. Okay. Well, I'm just saying like. But uh, what I can say is that the first 40 episodes. I don't think, dude, if you th- think about all the terrible shit that's in Dragon Ball, like all that Red Ribbon Army crap that's boring and bro, terrible. Bro. Dude, it's terrible. Bro, Red Ribbon Army? Oh my God. It's terrible. It's legit. The Fra- <laughs> Frankenstein was at Android 8. I think if you go back and watch a lot of the Boo saga too, you would realize how terrible that is. Boo is pretty terrible too. Yeah. I mean, he, he turns people into candy and eats them. It's about as dumb as it gets. It's pretty dumb. So when, okay. we, so when we take off the nostalgia goggles and look back at Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, you'll realize that there's a lot of garbage. Yeah. I would say even the Ginyu Forces stuff is garbage. The it's Ginyu, dumb. It's dumb as shit. The Ginyu Force is ridi- is a bit ridiculous. However, Listen, what re- was occurring at the time was pretty awesome. It was, but remove them completely, and the story changes not a bit. Hmm. All that happens that's different is Goku doesn't spend half of the Frieza battle Bro, in the in the in the without rejuvenation the Gin- pod. Without the Ginyu Force, you don't get to see the when Goku lands and like freaking blasts through and like elbows um they would have found, the found a different way to do it. You also don't get to see the team up one of my favorite team ups of all time, Gohan and Krillin. That uh, happens for like most of Namek. Yeah, but like the like the when the, the part where they're like, let's turn off the heat and then they're like fighting uh, Gordo or whatever. Like, they get was, their asses whooped. They do. But it, they were cool though. Anyway, Dragon Ball <laughs> Super is not the worst thing. Dragon Ball GT is the worst. I would agree. I would agree. And next mailbag. All right, next mailbag comes from Icy Rose, um, all the way from the land of the zeal. Of Kiwis. Oh, I was going to say the land of zeal. What is that? Zealand, New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. I got it. The land of zeal. All right. It says, hey, hosts, I have two questions that uh, relate uh, are related to each other. In episode 392, Kimiko and Mitsugi discussed that if a story had a defined beginning, middle, and end, then 12 episodes was the perfect length for any given story. However... Many times, or I'm sorry, many of the anime widely considered to be masterpieces span well over 12 episodes or even 52. Monster is 74 episodes. Legend of the Galactic Heroes is 110. And both Full, Full Metal Alchemist series are over 50 episodes. I know Kimiko went on to say lengthier series or lengthier stories could potentially be stretched out into separate seasons, each covering 12 episode arcs uh, to make them more consumable. But do you think series of considerable length, such as the ones I mentioned above, could have be- or could be condensed into just 12 episodes without losing any of the worth? My other question is if they couldn't, would you prefer watching the series as it aired in one full series or separate into separated into 12 episodes seasons with a break in between each season? A shockingly easy mailbag from Icy Rose who normally writes really tough mailbags. <clears throat> Like maybe like difficult to answer mailbags. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that a show like Monster, which is seventy four episodes of 
100% just thick ass story. Yeah. You can't do it in 12 episodes. It's impossible. Right. Same thing with, I presume the same thing with, with Legends of the Galactic Heroes or probably any show that's that long is that long because they need that much length. So would you say then the statement that was made that 12 episodes was the perfect length for any given story was probably not accurate? It's not an accurate statement. Okay. I also think that most shows that are long, like major or something, they're already broken into separate seasons. Yeah. Almost I, always. Here's a question. Okay. So, so, okay. So we've determined that a series the I feel like the length doesn't necessarily determine the quality. There are it does not. There are tremendous shows that are twelve episodes. There are tremendous shows that are hundreds, hundred episodes plus. I think so. Um, so the question be, here. So the second part of his question here, which I think is to me more interesting, because the first part is, is like yeah, they're they're good regardless of the length. Um, is do you prefer shows that just continually run, without any breaks, or shows that are like you get a season, a break, a season, a break? I hate that. You do. I would much rather watch the whole thing. And for a show that actually isn't just fluffy bullshit. Yeah. Like, uh, let's look, let's just play it how it is. A lot of anime is fluffy bullshit. Okay. Do you agree? Um, A lot. I just watch gamers. Okay. It's fluffy bullshit. I would say most of it is, but there are fortunately shows that are not. An anime like Monster, you can't take a season off. It's too rich. There's too much going on. Hmm. That show's got like 90 characters in it. So do you not recall what happened to Attack on Titan? They took years off. I mean, I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's, that's, that is the complete opposite end of the spectrum where they like take way too long off. And there was that anime. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm, uh, my opinion differs from yours. I actually prefer shows that will come out with a season, take a break, come out with another season. For example, uh, My Hero Academia. But I would Uh, argue, but can I explain why? Sure. (laughs) Okay. The reason why is because you have shows, especially shonen shows, that just continually run forever. And it's like every week you're getting a new episode, new episode, which is cool and all because it's like it's a lot of content for you to be able to take in. However, is everything okay? The internet came back. Oh, okay. An hour and a half later. <laughs> nice. Beautiful. So, all right, well, let's restart the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so shows that just run week to week with, you know, with no breaks, I feel like they, they tend to lose quality. Because they're just the, the the producers of the shows are just constantly rushed to get the next episode out, next episode out, next episode out, and it kind of just it, it just becomes a, a rush to create something, and and you know you can either you can either have quality or speed, you can't have both, you know either either you can get it done quickly or you can get it done well, and so I think by taking that one season break in between seasons, uh, or sometimes even a year break, which I think might be a bit too long, but taking at least a season in between each season allows the creators to really you know, get the best out of the show and, and create something that's of, of high quality. And also it creates a demand for it because people are like, oh man, when does the new next season come out? We got to wait three months. You know, of course you don't want to go crazy with it and do like, you know, attack on Titan and wait five years or whatever it was. But if you do a season, a break then to build interest and to get, give the creators time to make something of quality. And then another season, I think personally, I think that's the best way to go. I, I mean, it sounds like your stance comes from a position of like the quality of the content. Yes. Like the animation. Yes. I would say that that's not, that's not where I was going at all with that. Okay. It's that like, I don't want to watch a show. You don't want to wait. It's like for our lives to be over. What, what I was going to say when I interrupted you was that I haven't seen attack on my, her academia, yeah. but it's a shown in anime. You just, you, you, 
you're not going to pay any attention to that Dawson's Creek line? I didn't. I haven't seen Dawson's Creek. <sighs> you haven't seen Friends? You haven't seen Dawson's Creek? I mean... You haven't seen the Ghostbusters. What are you doing with your life? You haven't seen Ghostbusters. Yeah, but, yeah, but Ghostbusters is nowhere near as good as Dawson's Creek. All right, so I'm going to ask... I'm very hungry and don't want to fool around. I know, I'm getting hungry too. So... I haven't seen my I haven't seen my Hero Academia, but it is a shown in anime. Yeah, I have yet to see a shown in anime with a story so enriching that I can't take a season off. I'm guessing that My Hero Academia is the same. It's characters and they fight, but mostly, yeah. mostly, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's fine. Like my my point was that if it's a show with a story where I need to remember stuff, mm. I'm screwed if I have to wait a season or two. I'm never going to remember. I'm not going to, and I'm sure as hell I'm not going to rewatch the first season just so I can watch the second season. Yeah. I could see it if you have like a, if you have a set number of episodes that you're coming out with, like this show monster is going to be 74 episodes and that's it. There's no more Then I could understand doing it continually. Um, just hopefully you have enough time in advance to prepare everything. I have, I have a great example. Yeah. You remember Eden of the East? Yes. That anime was great. Yes. Then they stopped for like a, for like eight months and made a movie. Mm-hmm. No one fucking cared about the movie. Yeah. Because and that anime was amazing. Right. Taking a break like that will kill an anime with with a story. It just will. Yeah. If it's if it's a, if it, again if it's a condensed if it's a very specific story. But if it's something like a shonen or a sports anime, I feel like taking that break. So maybe is it, probably best. Maybe because, it can be done either way. Yeah. But I, like I think it depends on the show. But like um. But like Major and Hunter Hunter never took breaks. Neither did neither did Space Brothers. Well, Hunter Hunter took some breaks. Well, not not when the 2012 one ran. It ran for like three straight years. Right. Well, Are you making I mean, a technically joke? it's still taking a break. Well, if technically, <laughs> te- if you want to be really technical, they finished it. Oh. They just made a fake ending. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. It can be done anyway. But you can't take a, a show with an in depth with with a long in depth story and make it 12 episodes. Yeah, yeah, and also you can't wait too long in between seasons because no, people are just going to lose so. interest. Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea. Um, Tentacle Time Eternal writes, "Hey, Triple A Podcast. So this is coming off episode two three ninety two with your name movie. My question to you is: Do you think Hollywood is attempting to dip into the anime market with their shows, or is given the plot and setting of your name, would the Hollywood industry be attempting to over politicize your name with?" Wow, with ham fisting the subject and topic of gender pronouns and the like so much that it just comes off as obnoxious. I'm personally under the impression that the political correctness has become, oh my God, has become bastardized with oversaturation to the point of it coming off as ridiculous and obnoxious and that the Your Name movie may become the victim of, of over-politicizing it to over-dramatize the issue and subject of addressing people by preferred gender pronouns and will be destined to be ridiculed, memed, and flop. Thank you for taking the time to read this, and thanks for making my anime addiction worse. Love you, love you hosts. Have a wonderful night. Mitsuki, did you write this mailbag? No. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Sounds like uh, your soulmate. I mean, I completely <laughs> think... Like, oh, I'm sick of these kids with their political correctness. And I mean, I don't disagree with everything he said. Right. I think it's gone too far already, but... You know, I already get burned alive every day, every day. I, I, I have a complex. Except you don't ever, literally oh, ever. Listen, listen, I took shit for calling Shinji a bitch. From who? From a listener on From Twitter. From like one dude on Twitter. So one person in one person, one instance, you, that adds up over, over eight years. Listen, I have, <laughs> listen, you might disagree. I have yeah. a complex. I feel I, like yes, whenever I say anything, someone's going to kill me for and it. And that's the complex. You're killing me right now. No, I'm not. See, you're making my complex worse. No, isn't that isn't that funny though? That it's like if your complex is that you feel like you're being attacked, then nobody can 
address it because you're going to feel like you're being attacked. I know you're not attacking me. I would never attack you. But I, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think Hollywood is making a Your Name movie because they saw it make money yes. overseas and want a cash grab. Absolutely. Do I, I think it's going to suck ass? Yes. Do I think that it will fail? Yes. Did the anime movie itself already fail in the United States? Yes. So why do we think a real live action movie will succeed? That's do, a great question. Plus, do like science fiction, romance, comedy movies even do well to begin with? Like, isn't this isn't isn't your name like a little close to like the lake house? Oh, the lake house, a classic. But am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Did the lake house Holy make crap? It's ex- it is the lake house. Exactly. Did the lake house <laughs> make, shit. was that a $500 million movie? Blown. Did it make $500 million? Your name is the lake house. Did it or did it not no, make 500 million? Not. There's no way that movie will come. This is, this is exactly what will happen. That movie will come out in the States. It will be horrible. It will fail miserably. It will make like $20 million and be a failure. Then it will go overseas and our movies shitty or not will look godly compared to the crap that Japanese live action studios put out and they will it will sell gang busters in Japan that thing will make a hundred million plus in Japan and in Korea and in China and in everywhere else in Asia but here it will fail here's the question book it, it but it will be a success globally here's the question yes what do you think has made more your name or the lake house uh globally yeah um uh your name Okay, you are correct. Your name has made in the box office three hundred fifty-five million, which is awesome for an anime movie. Very good, very awesome. Uh, the Lake House made about one hundred fifteen million. But I got to tell you, like, they'll spend ten million bucks making this movie. I can't believe we're talking about the Lake House. And it House. will suck. <laughs> what the hell? Moving on. All right. Last mailbag. Last mailbag comes from Craftimus, and it says, "What character in anime do you think has the best character development?" Hmm. I would probably go with mm-hmm. Rock from Black Lagoon or Madoka from Madoka Magic- Magica. Uh, so yeah, what character do you think has the best development? I think it's Yoko from 12 Kingdoms. That's a quick answer. I didn't think very hard. Mm. But she goes from being a whiny student who's starving to death in the wilderness of the 12 Kingdoms yeah. to a badass queen of a kingdom who is going, who is visiting the people in her town because she wants to understand more about the kingdom she serves. That's yeah. a pretty goddamn big change. That is, that is, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, yeah. And, and Yoko's a badass. And, but I feel like and, there's and also, I feel like there are, like, all of those types of shows have that development of the character. Like, Arslan has the same kind of exact development where he goes from, like, just some whiny kid to, like, you know, ruler over the kingdoms or whatever, like, you know, military strategist and all that stuff. And, you know, so that, yeah, I feel like they do that a lot, though. Like, that's that's been, I don't know, I don't know who else. I mean, there's so many good characters that... I'll tell you who has a terrible character development. Gohan. <laughs> he oh, goes poor from, Gohan. He goes from whiny baby to badass teenager to nerdy loser. Yeah, he peaked in high school. <laughs> yeah, so sad. for real. So yeah, I don't know. There's, there's too many to, to think of just one that has the best character development, but interesting question nonetheless. Okay. All right, those, are, those are actually some pretty good mailbags, and we need more of those. Can you submit some more yes, good mailbags? Please do. Please go to our website, aapodcast.com. Click on that mailbag button at the very top of the screen. Drop us a line. Ask us questions. Tell us interesting stories and whatnot. Uh, we're happy to hear from you. All right, so that's going to bring this bad boy to a close. Of course, you can always find us on that website, aapodcast.com. Uh, type in aapodcast.com slash join to create your own account to sign up for all of the additional content that we produce, our hentai episodes, hobby addicts, after parties, etc. 
You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash AAA podcast to come hang out with us and the listeners. Uh, join the Discord server, Discord, Discord server. And uh, we sometimes do voice chats where we play video games and watch anime together and all that good stuff. So thank you again for everybody listening. We appreciate you. And we will see you next time on the Anime Axonomous podcast. Peace out. <laughs>